Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this Tuesday morning. Well, a super quiet night in the world of sports last night. But Sixers Celtics at it later today. Flyers lightning as well. Philly's boss got hit yesterday. Players are okay. Um, a lot going on with the Eagles. Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman, they will speak later today from the NFL Combine. We'll talk a lot about that, our expectations for what they will say. There's a new story out on Philly.com about the birds going back to last season. We'll detail that. We'll do it all with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello there, Johnny. There are uh, some amazing facts about camels that I couldn't get past this morning. The wild Bactrian camel. I know you're not a big uh, zoology no, guy, no. but they can drink salt water like it's fresh water, and they process it like it's fresh water. Wild Bactrian, you know, like they always say, don't even try to drink the salt water. You'll, you know, die or go crazy or whatever it yeah, does sure. to you. These wild Bactrian camels, they drink the salt water, they process it, they secrete it. it it's like it's nothing to them. Well, incredible I, stuff. I, it's unlike the Eagles, who couldn't do anything right down the stretch last year in their season time. How, how about that for a segue? Seltzer, did, did that work as a segue? It was not very subtle. No, it really yes, wasn't. Yeah, it you worked. know, it, it really wasn't. You know, that, you know, I was thinking more about it after last, after yesterday's show. Does A.J. Brown really realize how bad they were, and that's why people react the way everyone reacted? I just want to put that – I don't know if I'm asking that question or audience or if that's a rhetorical question. But I just want to say, like, after the show yesterday, it, it dawned on me. I mean – for all the criticism, it was flying in a million directions yesterday and Sunday and Saturday and Friday after the A.J. Brown interview. It dawned on me, like, does he realize how bad they were? And that's why, I mean, he, he wanted, he said in that interview, he wanted host on WIP, he didn't use host on WIP as a phrase, but the media, to be authentic. Yeah, mm. How about this for authenticity, A.J.? You guys stunk. Mm. And hey. we've talked about that for two months. You know why? You ready for this? You guys stunk. So deal with that, dude. Yeah. All right. And, and sometimes that in today's I'd world. Say, I'd get, so you understand, I had to get that off my chest because I, I don't want to hear like that I'm going out of my way to cause a problem for the Eagles. I'm reacting to what I saw. We are all reacting to what we saw. Let me say it for a third time. You guys stunk, Eagles. Deal with it. Own it. Get better from it. All right. Well, you stunk when it mattered most down the stretch. Well, and, yes, and that's we my need point. that to get ironed out. And we believe that it can get ironed yeah, out. Yeah. And uh, I just had to that's get off. why that's why we're excited about this combine thing. Yeah, I had to get that off my chest. All no, right. That makes sense, Joe. You know? So anyway. Um all right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If you want to respond to that, obviously please they feel did free stink. to and, and, and for some reason it's it's like we're not really uh 
look, my, my kids are in a great spot because they're especially kind, because they've been taught to be especially kind in schools. I don't know if, like, the curriculum is nicer <laughs> now or what. Right. Like, that, they have done a better job with my kids than I was done with me in terms of making them kind and considerate and generous and nice and, and just thinking about others' feelings. Like, that is really nice, and that is part of what is happening in today's world. Yeah, softening. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> Sometimes the softening far. goes a little too far, Yeah, I and, hear- and I think we're, we're seeing that happen. I, I hear you. All right, so uh, as we reflect back on last year and look ahead of this year, we have the, uh, the, the always interesting Howie Roseman and Eagles head coach, in this case Nick Sirianni, uh, gathering with the press at the NFL Combine. Combine going on in Indianapolis. It's almost a one-week affair now. They've really stretched this thing out. And this is the day when Howie and Nick will meet with the press. And I want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494 uh, on a whole host of issues related to, to this thing. Like, what do you expect from them? What do you want to hear from them? I'll give you a catch-all question just to tee up thought. Do you expect to feel better at the end of today than you do right now about the Eagles after hearing them speak. I will tell you this out of the gate, John. I don't. Oh, come I don't on, expect man. to feel really? better. No, I don't. That, 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 see, I. You know, I'm going to tell you why. Because I think what we're going to get today is a lot of there's nothing to see here. And I think there's a lot to see but there. there. But the, I, I think it's so far past there's nothing to see here that, that they're, so, they're smart. They recognize they can't try to pull there's nothing to see here. It, yeah. It's just ridiculous to try. No, hey, this ju- this is seventy car pileup. <laughs> I know, like I can't, my body can't block yeah. the entire seventy car pileup. Well, what do you? What There's do you? Nothing ex- there though. What like, do you? You can't ex- pull that on me. What do you expect today? And again, I want to hear from everyone. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. When you think about how we and Nick today, and it's always fascinating when you get to hear coach and GM speak. What do you want to hear? What do you expect to hear? John, go ahead. Yeah, I I think positivity is the the word of the the day, the word of the offseason. This is a group that is not that far off. Think about it. They were 10 and 1 and celebrated and then the wheels fell off. Yep. And we are trying to figure out how that happened. Now we have an offseason. Our coaches have an offseason to diagnose the other teams coaches you know they got back ahead of us a little bit now let's let's let our coaches do that work where they examine the film and they figure out the x's and o's how do we give our players a better opportunity to be in better position to make plays out there like we hear so often uh i expect that this can be a dive in head first type of year where our offense we know that we've got talent uh, coming out the gills on the offensive side of things you know I for one believe very strongly that Jason Kelsey uh, there's a chance you know that there's a chance he comes back and that can really make a difference that can really help our offense think about what we need real it's like a third wide receiver and that's a luxury item if Kelsey's back I feel pretty good well, about that. Well, they need the a offense. running back. They don't have they don't have what you consider starting running back right now okay. because DeAndre Swift is about to be free agent. And none of the huge names like Josh Jacobs, yeah. Austin Eckler. No, I don't expect none that. of those big guys got franchise tagged anywhere. Saquon Barkley, none none of them have major dollars attached to their names. Right now, what we're seeing is a re 
like re-establishment of what their their number's going to yeah. be, we might get one of these guys for cheap. We could get DeAndre Swift back for an unbelievably Maybe. cheap number two Maybe. if those guys are all knocked down a well, few million, too. Well, look, here's the deal. And, again, I want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494 and your expectations for, for Howie and Nick today. Like, James, as we sit here and, you know, a bunch of hours before they talk later today, what do you expect and what do you want to hear? So what I expect and what I want to hear are different things. I expect a lot of positivity, to Richie's point. I expect, hey, guys, you know, we were in the Super Bowl a year ago. Like, relax a little bit is what I expect them to do. Now, do I expect to make me feel better? Is that what I want? No. I Look, the I think the biggest difference between we've heard Howie and Nick speak once since the end of the season, since this whole yeah. disaster with all our questions. Other, it, other than Nick's post game right, after Tampa Right, I'm back. talking about yeah. after he was almost fired, yeah. no, or wasn't yeah, yeah. fired, whatever. The whole thing, what was different about that? They were sitting together. This is our first chance to get Howie Roseman by himself without Nick Sirianni sitting next to him. I want them to ask some questions about Nick Sirianni, about why he kept him, about the whole process where you that's super awkward. I get it. If Nick's sitting there, <laughs> right. it's awkward. I get it. Yeah. I understand that. Nick ain't sitting there, man. Go at Howie. Ask him these questions. Why do you that's believe unique. in Sir- why do you believe in Sirianni? Yeah, why'd you bring him back? What what happened? How I mean, did we this had, all fall we, apart? You got rid of two coordinators. Like all you got of rid it. of three coordinators. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, you I forgot three coordinators. You're right. Yeah. Look, this this is a juicy one. I mean, this was a season that you know was was like 64 Phillies esque. I mean, do you do you understand what that means? I mean, this was an all-time Philadelphia sports disaster. And and I want these guys to really be grilled today on what the hell happened and what are they doing about it. Now, we know that some— That is the biggest question. I mean, that question right there is the end-all, I don't think, I don't think it is the biggest Why question. Why did you keep Nick Sirianni? Like, I would uh, celebrate till the cows come home if we get that answer. That will never be answered directly, but— Man, it'd be so, wonderful to have some inkling. I think there's three different, maybe four different potential biggest questions because that question's certainly there. There's a, a Hertz-oriented question. There's an AJ-oriented question. But I'll give you the one, John, more on my mind than any. And I don't have, like, the specific question for him, but I'll give you the concept and the topic. It's about team culture and breakdown. Like, Seltzer, what do they say – what does Howie Roseman say if someone asks him, did you have a team culture issue in 2023? And if so, how big was it? I, I What do I think he's going to yeah, say? Yeah, what, what do he say? I think he's going to say, don't believe everything you read in the papers. Don't believe everything you read in the media. That yeah, you know, and you We, know what, are, and you we know are the ones in that locker room. We know what's going on, and we have a handle on it. And or you know something what, like that. And you know what I'd say back? It was a yes-no question, Howie. <laughs> Did you have a team culture breakdown in 2023? No. Now That's you, what he's going to say, now, though. Now, and see, here's my point. That's where I feel, and this is just my prediction about myself, but you can assess yourself. I expect when this thing's over to be in a worse mood. I'm already in a kind of bad mood about the Eagles. I really am. But – I I need I need how we need to be, take ownership Joe. on this one. John. This is this, this is an exciting time where the offense is close. We didn't talk about the defensive side of things because I I think you know well they got that, a lot of money to press you a ton. They got a lot but, of money to sign players. Yeah, we just got we just got thirty million extra bucks uh, under well, the. Well, so cap. did all the other teams. Okay, but we have Howie and we have a lot of faith in how we can manage that. I I love uh, I love that boost. Look, Fletcher Cox. There there were some differences of opinion that happened. We know that he gave us an incredible year last year. 
but we're not going to be paying him $14 million this year. Odds are good that he's not coming back. Well, well, I, don't, I don't know about that. Look, there's a lot of money there also. We can rebuild this defense a lot more easily than what I think was initially perceived by us as a why? fan base. Because there's extra money. But all the Even other teams why? have extra money. Because we have a smart front office, and yeah. there are guys out there to be found and brought in. Well, and every year it seems like they've done a pretty nice job with the one-year guys, the older guys. Hey, go prove yourself out there. Yeah. Look, Bradbury took a step back last year. That was the outlier. That was the unusual situation where, man, lost a step. We didn't see that coming. Sure, sure. No, Howie's and, usually ahead of these I'll things. say something to what John just said. I, I do have a lot of faith in Howie Roseman. Totally. I, I, I do. I do. I do, but I, I, it just feels like there were issues here from 2023. If I had a guess, they're going to carry over to 2024. But look, we'll get into it all at 215-592-9494. Your assessment of the situation, what you want to hear from Nick and Howie, what you expect to hear from Nick and Howie, and whether you think when you go to bed tonight, you'll feel better about the Eagles than you woke up this morning prior to this press conference happening. Your assessment of it all, we'll get into a Marcus Hayes story. We got a cool, we got a cool prize to give you away today. All of it here, your phone calls, 215-592-9494. Spring training isn't just for baseball players. It's time for you to get into shape and ready for the warmer weather, too. For over a decade, NJ Diet has helped thousands of people lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements to get you to shed that fat quickly. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help keep the weight off. You're fully supervised the entire time to make sure you're burning fat and not just losing water. And you even get Dr. T's personal email and phone number. Locations close by are available from home with live online consultations. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, as the world turns with the Eagles, there's always something going on. Look, we've, I don't want to say forget, but we got to also acknowledge, I mean, Indianapolis, they're looking at players. You know, this is a chance to actually build this thing back up. And whether you want Hassan Reddick traded or not, and most people certainly don't want him traded, but the reality is this is an opportunity for Reddick and, you know, or Reddick's agent, that is, to talk to teams and then present the Eagles with options that, 
you know, could lend uh, the Eagles to making a tra- you know, could lead to the Eagles making a trade of Hassan Reddick. So, a lot going on out there, including a press conference coming up in a few hours. All right, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Your expectations for Howie and Nick today and what you want to hear them say. Let's go to Will in Northeast Philly kicking us off. Good morning, Will. Botron, how y'all doing this morning? Doing well, Will. Oh, man, listen. I just want to – I don't – I just want – Derrick Henry here. He's the reason why, and I and I said this last season. I believe that's why we we struggle because you know Swift he did his thing. I, I like what he did, but he's not a power back. We need somebody that's going to wear that defense down. And then, like I said, Swift can get busy. And um, one of the the things that I want to ask Howie is um, now that you see how the season ended. Where do we go from here? How how are you going to rebuild? What pieces of the puzzle are you going to fill? You know what I'm saying? Um, also, well, I'll tell you, he'll definitely say this is why we're in Indianapolis. This is why we're scouting hundreds of college, maybe thousands, I guess, of college football players to determine, you know, which seven or eight or nine or ten we're going to draft. I mean, right. you know, but right. there's that and then there's free agency. But I, I'd say, Will, that, that is interesting. But to me, also what's interesting is what are they going to do about their own? Do they want Fletcher Cox back? Do they want him back? I think it's I think it's that that point where it's time. You know, he has issues with uh, Jalen. Uh, there are you know some personality conflicts there. It's that I know he gave us an incredible season last year, and I I was not expecting that. I wasn't and I either. thank him for that. Yeah, he was good. Uh, he he kept kept a lot of this ship afloat for for a good part chunk of the season. But man. It's it's time we can use that money. We need to rebuild. It, we we don't have that to spend on a luxury guy who's over the hill, who's just like a coach on the field. Well, Will, here's the thing about that. So they have two like ready-made first-round picks supposed to step right in there and fill that void. But is Jordan Davis ready for prime time? Is, part of the problem. You know that is part of the problem. That's and that's one of the biggest questions. Also, we gotta we, these guys gotta be ready. I don't want to hear oh they're tired. That's what you train for. But the other thing is, you know, um, I just want to say, well, your idea. We I, I I don't want to cut you off. I gotta say yeah. this: your idea, Derrick Henry in our offense, it is completely different than anything we've ever seen. You know, think right. about last year. We were complaining. Uh, we got a we got a big a bigger back. He's on, on the practice squad. We never see him. Why don't we ever see him? It would look completely different with Derrick yeah, Henry out I'm there toting it. And he, I don't think he might come in here. But my <laughs> thing is this: I just want to end it with this. Let's stop singling out. Not not y'all, and I'm not saying y'all. I'm just saying, as fans, as the media, let's stop singling out players. We lost no, 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 I'm not, no, 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 Will. I'm not relinquishing. You don't want me to single out that James Bradbury in the playoffs played the worst okay, game I've – hold on, Will. The worst okay. game I've ever seen an Eagles player play in a playoff game. You don't think I should single that out? But you know what? This is what I want to – and I'm going to answer that question. Okay. Yes, you can single that out. Yeah. But when you look at how we played the last seven games, we all gave up, the whole entire team. It wasn't just – I know Bradbury played a part. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know what you just said to be true. That everybody quote gave up. Collectively, they played bad. I don't think every player gave up. But uh, no, I completely object to the concept of let's stop singling players out. No, let's do it. I mean, there's a reason why I tell you that Tobias Harris is a major problem for the 76ers. You know why? 
because he makes the one of the most money in the well, entire NBA. That's not what good, I was about to he's say. He's not good enough. It's like that play. You get singled out. You sign these contracts. Yeah. That's part of it's. It's whole thing. Like this what is what is. we do. What, what are you talking singling, about? Singling, singling out is. is part of what keeps things healthy. Singling guys out, telling them the truth. Hey, you you need to work on this. You need yeah. to work on that. It really does keep things uh, springy and fresh yeah. and and proper. It, that, that's part of the problem. That's part of why we we have an issue uh, with this offense. You know, A.J. Brown not being held accountable. Yeah. They weren't being honest and open uh, about the shortcomings. Yeah, Same I know. I'm, I'm, an, I'm annoyed by that last call at that point. And I love Will. He's a good dude. He's a good caller. But, like, here's the deal. I, I'm all for somewhat, somewhat of a new age in Philadelphia sports where something like the Trey Turner thing can happen. And, and it can help get a guy out of a funk, and I believe it did. I'm, I'm all for some of that, some of that. But holy hell, guys, like, let's keep it real. If a guy stinks, and, and it, I mean, here's the thing about the Trey Turner thing. Here's the irony of me being a supporter of that standard ovation. I was the guy telling you for four months he stunk. You know why? Because for four months he stunk. So I'll tell you that. I'll call, I'll call it like I see it. I'll keep it real. I mean, my God, there were all sorts of people on the Eagles that went backwards. All sorts of them. And there's a lot of issues. And look, there's a lot of good stuff in Philly sports. And hopefully the Eagles can get it back on track. And believe it or not, they have been in the playoffs three straight years. And maybe they'll make it four straight years. And maybe they'll make us proud again in 2024. But we know this, down the stretch of 2023, there was nothing to feel pride about. It was a disgrace. I mean, I remember that game, what was it, Um, the Giants game. Down 24 nothing. Yeah. Like, I was at my, my Aunt Lucy and Uncle Joe's house. We had a family party. It wasn't Christmas Day. It was like, you know, a week and a half later, whatever it was. Big family, Wolf family gathering. That's my mom's maiden name, Wolf. Big family gathering. And, and I was really happy. Like, I, I could watch. Normally, I wouldn't want to watch an Eagles game with 50 people, 80 people milling around because I want to have an intense focus. But, like, you know, this was a different deal. You already knew the Eagles were going to make the playoffs the whole, you know, so I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm, I'll watch this with my family. Like, it was a disgrace. Their performance was a disgrace. So I'm not going to relinquish the right to criticize one or criticize all or criticize more than one. And come on. I mean, Jordan Davis, he did nothing in the whole second half of the year. He did nothing. So if we're going to have a conversation. half. I, I mean, it felt like two-thirds. Like two there might have been like two one thirds. or two games yeah. where yeah. I was excited. Totally. And they were like the first couple games. Yeah. So here's the thing. If we're, you know, as free agency is about to hit in two weeks, if we're going to have a conversation about whether the Eagles should move on from Fletcher, uh, from Fletcher Cox, you know, the other part of that conversation is, well, who the hell replaces them? You know, who, who, who takes 45 or 50 snaps a game? And then obviously – Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis the are, the, the are the two prime candidates. Yeah, come on. That they weren't ready. I'm not in the mood. Year. I'm not in the mood. I'm, I'm, I'm Jordan not. Jordan Davis isn't ready, but he's going to have to do it. Hey, we've got a pair of tickets to give away today to see Santana. Really, it's pretty cool. Santana with Counting Crows at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It's happening June 21st. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Again, that's Ticketmaster.com. Now, Johnny passed away, gosh, I think it was about 20 years ago, George Harrison died. Um, but, you know, obviously a Beatle, an all-timer, the whole deal. Very, 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 very clearly in the Beatles hierarchy, and you can, people still debate, you know, is it John or, or is it Paul first or Paul or John? Okay. But everyone knows Ringo was four and George Harrison was three. Everybody knows it. Here's the deal. In honor of George Harrison on what a, a couple days ago would have been his birthday. I think it was a few days back. 
in honor of the great George Harrison, give us the best third of all time. Of all the threes, the number threes, the guys or the gals that are third in the chain of command, when you think of a great third, a notable third, the best third of all time, and Harrison would be pretty damn high up there, but he can't win because we're, we're, we're citing him as a way to jump off. Best third of all time, whoever provides that answer, 215-592-9494 is going to win the Santana and Counting Crows tickets. John, when you think of a third, what hits you? Return of the Jedi is the third. It Don't the give third. me it's episode six. <laughs> six yeah. Don't, you know what? It's it's three. Don't it's, come at me. It's three and six. That. It's one of the rare occasions where it's a three and a six. Episode okay. Third made Return of the Jedi <laughs> yeah. from nineteen eighty three. Yeah, is the third Star Wars movie. Yeah, and that's it's a good answer. Seltzer, when you think of a a notable third, what hits you? We're gonna hear Nick Sirianni speak today in honor of him. Scissors. Scissors. I don't get it. Oh Rocks, my God. paper, oh, yes. scissors. scissors. Okay, my fault. Boom. My fault. I was thinking of that Sharon Stone. Pretty good answer. Come on. I was thinking of the Sharon Stone movie. I was like, what? And then I thought of actual scissors. Oh, Sliver you're talking about. That Wasn't that Sliver? The Sliver, but I thought there were scissors Joe also. Joe keeps talking about Sliver. I love Sliver. Why do you keep playing in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. He's, uh, he asked me the scissors other day. Scissors is a different movie, I think. No, I, I, it I might have been yesterday or, or I don't know. Maybe it was the end of last week. Yeah, last week. You were in, interrogating me about my experience with Sliver. Yeah, Sharon Stone. Well, it is a, it was a strange pr- one movie. of the Baldwin. It was a prism, was a prism special. Back Bal- one of the, the Baldwin. One, I think so. Right? Yeah. All right, Ray. Yeah. When you think of a a notable third, what hits you? <sighs> See, I was trying to think. I was tr- I was going band. I didn't even think about doing uh, movies. That was yeah. dumb on my part. Now I don't know. If, I always thought of him as a third, but he, he's now great by himself. But in the band Nirvana, yep. Dave Grohl. Listen, there's going to be a well, lot. He's the, wasn't he the second? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> He was the second. Yeah, he was the second. second. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll give you a definitive third in a band. Definitive third, John Bonham. Page and Plant, in whatever order you want to put him. Which is John crazy. Paul He's Jones the greatest four. drummer of all time. Maybe. John Paul Jones, definitive four. John Bonham, definitive three. Definitive. Definitive. All right, give us a great answer for a notable third. 215-592-9494. Also up ahead, the big story in Philly.com this morning about the about the Eagles. We'll get to that. We'll rock all your prizes on all of these. I mean, we'll rock all your calls on all these topics. And, again, your chance to win the County Crows and Santana tickets. What do you want to hear from Nick and Howie? Your phone calls. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It's 94 WIP. Here's what's happening at Borgata. Don't miss out on the action at Borgata's Poker Room, where great cards, lucky seats, and high hands bring excitement to every player Open seven days a week. Excitement is waiting, and you are only miles away from your happy place. Experience award-winning restaurants, exciting bars and live music, big-name entertainment, and a spacious casino filled with your... All right, good morning to you on this Tuesday morning. Jetta Cameron and John Ritchie. So the Phillies, yesterday, one of their team buses, players and staff in an accident after a Grapefruit League game against the Boston Red Sox. Now, everybody's fine. No injuries. Reading right from Todd Zalecki's article, he writes, uh, nobody on the Phillies bus suffered any injuries. And you can imagine that being so when you realize it's a big old bus and a car. They rear-ended the bus. So uh, one of those, uh, you know, not, 
But here's the thing. I thought of John when I read this article, John. And Seltzer, tell me if you can tell why I thought of John when I read this I, article. I already have a guess. I, I don't right, even me, Really? Yeah. All right, go ahead, James. Does it have to do with, like, people stopping and rubbernecking and watching no. it? Oh, okay. No. That was my no. initial thought. No. No. Boy, that would be bad, though. Think about <laughs> no, it. I know. All right, and here's why I thought of John. Because um, I'm just going to read from the article, and then, James, give me tell me the why, okay? Uh Teammates stood, again, remember, big boss, small car, rear-ended. Okay, here from Selecki's article, teammates stood outside the bus as first responders arrived on the scene. About an hour later, the Florida Highway Patrol finished its work. The players and staff, including this guy, that guy, that guy, and that guy, boarded it and returned safely to Clearwater. Why did I think of John James? That it took an hour? Correct. Yeah. He would be impatient to have to stand by the side of the road. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? One hour. Oh. One hour. Oh, man. <laughs> One hour. Oh. What, they, what, what they need an investigation? What, right. is going, what is going on here? The, the little car rear-ended the bus. Oh, man. These guys got to go soak in. <laughs> what are they doing? They got to go get in a tub. They got to go drink a beer. They got to do whatever they do at spring training. You got to go eat it. There is an itinerary that's very important to follow. It's critical. Standing by the side of the road for an Recovery hour. Recovery is critical. Because no. a huge boss rear-ended Oh, them. man. Anyway, it's, you know, for what it's worth. I all guarantee. Right. The, no, I guarantee the doctors, the, 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 all the athletic trainers, they're thinking about some of those injuries that, that are well. tightening up. Fortunately, we got to get those guys tissue. in the cold tub. we got to yeah. get those yeah. guys in the hot tub. Game three. Hopefully they're, they're okay. Know. All right, let's go okay. to the phones. But everyone's okay, and that's the good news. Let's get to Kurt and Marlton right now. Hi, Kurt. Good morning. What's How up, are we Kurt? all today? Hey, pal. Doing well. You know, I, I, I know how I'd like to feel after they're, ta- after they're done talking today, but what I'm expecting is basically a couple dozen minutes of these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah. This is a team. Is that going to work on you? Kurt, uh, it, no, it doesn't work it's on not. you. That's the thing. We, as a fan base, I, I, our organization understands our savvy too, and I, I don't think they try to go there. I don't, I don't know that. I, you know what? I don't know that I buy that a hundred percent. Okay, this you're right. So I don't know that. They, I, I don't know that they try to go there as much as other teams do. You're right. I think this every team, team does so a little bold. bit. There's a little sleight yeah. of hand. Right, and and every position group could use a player, some far more than others. This is a team that's behind the curve on understanding that safeties and, and, and linebackers make a difference on defense now. That's for this sure. Is, and they're, and they're, just, they're just starting to catch up a little bit as far as running backs go. But they're, they're, we need another wide receiver as well. This is a team – they've got a lot of holes, and I don't know that their focus and, – and, Granted, it's going to be what they do later that determines whether or not they really do grasp it. But what they say today, really, it's just it's just a bunch of words. Unless they do it, and and I don't think they could talk long enough to answer all the questions that I've. Well, got. clearly not. I believe it's only a fifteen minute increment of uh, they slot these guys in. So I, you know, obviously you're not going to get everything you want to get out of it. That's that's no, clear. I, I, I don't expect to feel good coming off of it. I, I'm just going to. I don't either, Kurt. I don't either. I'm going to make believe that maybe, maybe it's just they've got a plan and it's a good plan because it's worked in the past. But until I see it happen, I'm just I'm going to be skeptical. All right, Kurt, give me a great answer for a notable third. You know, whether you're religious or not, this is one that 
everybody knows the third, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. That's a that's a big answer right there. Speaking of answers, you can uh, you can answer the Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance, major repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right. As our last caller there was was uh, alluding to, here's the question: Do you expect to feel better? worse or the same about the Eagles after Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni speak publicly later today? Three choices. A, better. B, worse. C, the same. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Certainly you can weigh in on the phone lines as well at 215-592-9494. Let's talk to John. He's calling from King of, King of Prussia. Hi, John. Hey, how are you? Good morning. What's up, John? Good morning. Hey, this guy had uh, one of the ultimate thirds was uh, Curly. Mo, Larry, and Curly as three students. So, yeah, I like it, right, John? Now, they always they changed also because there's five guys for three stooges. I think Curly's a third. I think so, too. The, the original Curly. And I then, think he's so much better than the third, though. Like, even though he is perceived as the third. Well, Mo's definitely really one. Mo's one, right? I was going to say, uh, you know, Mo. But I don't like Mo. Yeah, but most storylines revolved around Mo, I, I think, guess primarily. Mo is one, but I Mo's dislike one. him. I think Curly could be my one instead Isn't of the that? three. It's been a long time since I've seen it, man. Yeah. A long, I a know. long time. You know what I really like? The Little Rascals, that whole era. Like, I do lump those together. Little Rascals, Three Stooges, I don't know, maybe it just looks the same. Uh, the dogs back then looked a lot like the dog that I now have. Well, how about that? The old school dog. Like, I like that style dog now especially. Okay. All right. So I'm, like, gravitating towards that black and white type show. Good for you. I'm happy. How's the dog? How's it going, man? It's been, been amazing. About a week? It's Six days now. Good for you. You know that's insomnia? about that's about that's about a week, by the way. Just so you know, six yes. days is about a week. <laughs> Being more specific, <laughs> I had uh, bouts. You know, we all have struggled with insomnia here and there. You know, just weird schedule at times. Yep. With this dog, I have not. Uh, I have not struggled. I have not tossed and turned for a second. Wow, it's amazing. That's it is great. amazing, that's and great. I don't want to jump the gun and sure. say like, "Hey, a dog solves uh, all." You know, sleep. Issues just makes you happy for me. Yeah, yeah. good for, for me, you, man. It makes me happy. It makes me comforted. Like I do think of you as a comforted, like yeah. hand rubbed individual. Sure, this dog is like Amy rubbing my hand. Well, or Sally rubbing your hand. Okay, <laughs> let's let's not go to Amy right there. I, <laughs> you're such a problem. Let me let me ask the question because when the Stooges thing came up, it, it dawned on me in my head. I'm just curious. Let's take the average 18 year old in America. Many millions of 18-year-olds. Over or under 50% of 18-year-olds in America know, know of the three students. Under. Under? Way under. They don't even know who they are. Way under. I don't like mean I don't mean name I, don't, I know, oh, man. I've heard I mean, of it. I would guess it, like 20%. All it takes is that a meme. Little. All yeah. it takes is one no, meme. There are no and, memes. There are no memes. Of the three, when you, I bet uh, there is. I'm on Twitter all the time. There, are, I've never seen you, a three I haven't either. Not once. Not one time. Look, I'm telling you, the strangest things, man. <laughs> my my son, who's who's halfway across the country, will will talk to my 17 year old daughter. They will have watched the exact same video about something that's completely sure. yeah. mundane. That's it's called some, it's called going viral, John. I yeah, you, John. Uh, yeah. The just haven't gone viral for like 80 years or whatever. But there has to be something where there was some meme uh, where. 
Curley man. did something where oh there was God, a whoop, there's whoop, whoop, tons whoop. of memes, James. Look, there's tons of That's them. Funny. That's funny. I just funny. people up. don't use them. Yeah. I've never seen anyone. <laughs> yeah, they use don't, them. I've never seen them. There so has to be awareness. And it was hysterical. They were violent. I mean, really, you go back and you go, well, how did they get away with it? They but it were. was funny. It was very funny. Let's talk to Mary in Southwest Philly. Hi, Mary. Mario, Mario. Oh, Mario, you got it, my man. How y'all doing? Wonderful. Doing well, Mario. I would like to say that uh, I don't think the Sixers done anything to improve their team, and I believe they will be going home in the second round again. Ooh, I, I think they got a good shot to go home in the first round. <laughs> well, that too. Matter of that fact, too. I think they got a shot to go home in the round before what is considered the first round. No, they gonna be. They gonna make the play-in. No, that's they, my point. They could be in the play-in and then lose that round. You think so? Oh yeah. Well, let's put it this way: if Joel doesn't play for sure, good so, shot. So, so, and if I Joel, the, you know, and I think it's the also Kyle Larry pickup was horrible. It, no, it it's not. Horrible. Horrible. No, no, no. It, look, it's, it's also horrible. possible that these these pickups actually work. It's also possible that jo- it times up well in Joel. It's possible has a uh, you know a few extra weeks to get rolling, so he's. In tip-top shape for the playoffs. But Mary, how bad this team d- can go and excel in the playoffs this year? Like, let's uh, I, let's not get so down in the dumps about everything. Like it seems like we I, are about I, everything else. I'll give you that. That, but this, I, that we uh, that we think wrongly that this basketball team has no chance. They absolutely have a chance. Well, Joel Embiid is coming back. Yeah, but here's the here's the problem. This is what I've been trying to say. And their team is better around him. They look so bad without him. It concerns me dramatically. It's almost that's, that's uncompetitive. A, it when when it feels like you're down 20 points every time you take the court yeah. against yeah. the the quality teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you know, hey, they might pull back a little bit. The game's in the bag, so it gets close at the end. That's the way it feels like we play against good teams. But understand. We're without the MVP, who was playing better than the MVP played last year. So we have to weigh all this with a grain of salt. I expect some, you know, growing pains, adjustment pains when Joel gets back, but we are going to be good with with this group of guys. Maybe. All right, Mario, give me an answer here, man. A a great third. Who do you have? Oh, the the third pick of the 1984 draft pick, Michael Jordan. Wow. Clever. That is big time. MJ 84. That's great. You know, the backstory that's so unbelievable about that, that either a lot of people don't know or perhaps forgot, the Chicago Bulls the previous year had passed on Clyde Drexler. Should have taken him. 83. Should have taken him. Didn't take Clyde. Portland takes Clyde. That's a huge part of the reason. With the second pick in 84, Portland said, we won't take Jordan. We have a shooting guard. We'll take Sam Bowie. Like, the whole thing started with Chicago screwing up in 83. You want to talk about irony, man. That, that, is, some, that is some strong irony right there. All right, we have a uh, – and, of course, you can weigh in on everything we're discussing here today at 215-592-9494. Got a big old story from Marcus Hayes, Philly.com, Philadelphia Inquirer, entitled uh, Eagles Veterans, Nick Sirianni Played Favorites as Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown Were Treated Different. So I'm going to read from parts of the story, and then, then we'll react together as we go here. So um, Marcus Hayes writes, from locker room dissension to coaching malpractice to sideline shenanigans. The further removed from the late season disaster the Eagles get, the more issues surface regarding the collapse. All right, here's where he starts going into reporting mode. Sirianni and his staff played favorites. If you were a second-tier player or a recent addition, 
as the team uh, staggered to its one and six finish, finish, Sirianni and his assistants targeted you. But if you were Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, or one of the legacy stars, your miscues went unmentioned or were excused. Now, John, let's just start with that one. Uh, on the surface, it looks damning, but I will say this. Uh, I know the players are treated differently. Whether you like it or not, they often are. I mean, I remember Jimmy Johnson very famously cutting that Cowboys player during the playoffs when he had fallen asleep, and then he was asked, well, what would happen if Emmett Smith fell asleep in a team meeting? And he said, I would go and tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, Emmett, wake up. We've we got a meeting. Yeah. So, all right. We know that. Yes. So, so yeah. John, uh, the, yeah, the, but, the treatment but of so, – the problem, talk to me. The problem, they – they had done a really nice job of navigating the accountability thing. That's and, true. And we'd heard That's things true. like Zach Ertz talking about the way they constructed the, the practice film to play it back. They'd put the numbers of the guys who did poorly at the bottom of the screen, and it was consistent. It doesn't sound to me... Like that stuff is keeping up. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like the accountability that they had when it was working is being utilized. Seltzer, is that one of his five pillars? I believe so. I I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, he talks about it a lot. It's clearly something that matters to him, or at least he says matters to him. Yeah. Yeah. Nick to uphold the, the, yeah. the foundations of, of what we're talking about. All right, John, here. good but, retort. Good retort. Yeah. All right, here's more from the story. Uh, again, Marcus Hayes' report today. So um, he says, when asked if Brown, no, he's talking about talking to a player. When asked if Brown's on, meaning AJ Brown, when asked if uh, Brown's on field um, conniptions, you don't see that word often. And his two-week media blackout were affecting the team. An accomplished veteran player replied, quote, I don't know about that, but I will say it doesn't help when they treat guys two different ways. So, again, part of the concept we were just referring to there. And then the story goes on to say, with that he, meaning the player, with that he nodded at Hertz's empty locker. What about Brown, Marcus Hayes asks. Quote, yeah, I guess some guys can't do anything wrong. So all, all part of that. Now here's another. Look, that that is all understood within any well, of team. Course, of course like, it is. There there is a hierarchy, and it all yeah. it stems from what can you do for me on the field. I mean, how like, about the, the fact the best that, players are treated differently? How about the fact and that, paid differently? And paid yes, differently, of course. <laughs> what it is. All right, how about this one? Here, here's what you have to navigate that properly. You have to right. manage that properly. Nick Sirianni did a great job of managing that previously. Yeah. It fell apart this year because he started treating people differently. And now we're getting the details. Now we're understanding more. Why? why? It's it's being described right. to us. The buddy-buddy, the family thing, it really did work against Brian Johnson. Well, it may have. So one more thing. Or at on, least that's what they want us to Yeah, you yeah. Know, one think. more thing on the concept of guys being treated differently. So, John, you'll obviously remember this. You were in the locker room. But I would say most – Listeners probably won't know this. In the Andy Reid era, you know, Brian Dawkins, star safety, star defensive player, Dawk was the one guy on defense that had two lockers. Why? I don't know. He wanted them. He had two lockers. <laughs> like, everyone else gets a locker, and Dawk gets. Seltzer, do you remember that? Were you down there during that time? There I wasn't there, guys. but I remember. I knew about it, but I wasn't there. Yeah, at that t- time. yeah. What about offense? I think. I think it was. I, I think, think Trey it was. Had two. I think it was just Donovan and Doc, but I could be wrong. Well, but the point is, there it were was, some of those offensive linemen down there who had. <laughs> th- there was a nebulous arrangement where guys had yeah. more than one. Seltzer, didn't but Barry Bonds have a leather chair? Am I remembering this yeah, right? Yeah, he did. 
So, Seltzer, so can, you, from, can you do your freaking the, job? Can you get me a leather chair? That was from the player's no. I mean, lounge. I'm, 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 what, that's not my job. From the next Go to room. the Xfinity Lounge here and get me a leather freaking chair. Let me do the show in style. No, I'm just kidding. Two one five five nine two. Richie's like, man, this <laughs> this jerk. <laughs> All right. So, so sometimes look. it does get borderline, man. <laughs> that was. That, that's and rough. John, I want Go you get me a leather chair, and I want you to be the one that carries it in, John. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll go inside more of this. Hey, Marcus do you guys Hayes get story. zits? Occasionally. I'm forty nine years old. I have the worst ingrown zit in my nose right now. Oh no! I thought these were supposed to stop every once in a while. Like, look, I don't complain too often about them. I would. I'm complaining. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear zits. that. That's no fun, man. That's, it's it ingrown ones, to stop. dude. The ingrown ones are the worst. I do. Yeah, wash, they're painful. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The deep ones in the nose. You can't really see it except it's like a bright, like a red dime. I had one of those for like a year. It was horrible. It feels yeah. right. It doesn't feel yeah. like it's getting better. Yeah. And you feel like a doofus. Well, and I too. feel like everyone's yeah. staring at yeah. it. Yeah, because you feel yeah. like everyone has to notice it. It's yeah. so obvious, yeah. but it doesn't seem like anyone is. Every time I move nah. my face, I can feel it burrowing deeper into my nose. Yeah, you're, you you look okay, but you... Now that you've yeah. pointed it out, we'll notice yeah, it. There you go. All right. Yeah. Wow, South pulling out one of the one of the greats. All right, great to be with you, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie, as the uh, NFL Combine goes on. Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni later today will meet with the assembled media in Indianapolis, and we will be all ears to hear what they've got to say. Obviously, as a show, we'll react tomorrow, but previewing it today with you know what do you expect to hear and what do you want to hear and do you think you'll feel better when it's all said and done? I'll tell you something that might make you feel better right now, unless, of course. Unless you uh, went to Archbishop Ryan or go to Archbishop Ryan. There was a really cool moment last night, Philadelphia sports. And, you know, we don't talk about the uh, high school sports variety, you know, that often because obviously the pros are the thing that garner the most attention, the most interest in college, follow suit. And then after that, you get to the high school uh, stuff. But there was a moment last night in the Catholic League final that really was cool and it really was epic. And it was at the Palestra, which in and of itself makes it cool and epic. But there was a buzzer beater for the ages last night. I mean, I got to tell you, part of it is just the guy that, that made the call. This is Bob Lang and, and Huck Palmer on the call. They do a sensational job on the call. Now, before we get to the call of Roman shooting down Ryan, it's an incredible back and forth at the very end. Let's start hours after the game when Scott Van Pelt on ESPN. This is really neat. On ESPN, Van Pelt features this game at the Palestra. And this has got to be a thrill for those kids. But first, about the best thing I saw today. We had Stanford Steve scouring the internet to get us this. Philadelphia, PCL, Philadelphia Catholic League High School Basketball Championship. All right, so it's the best thing Van Pelt's seen all day on the national level. And it happened here in our backyard last night at the Palestra. Let's listen to the end. This is courtesy of Bob Long Sports. Bob Long and Huck Palmer on the call. Ryan's got the ball. They're down. 
Listen to the sequence and what a great call by the announcer. Ryan Everett with 22 seconds left. Good cut by Murray. Nearly lost his footing. Still patience and still time. Sorber. Sorber goes baseline. Everett for the lead. Bang! Bang! The clock still runs. Roman Catholic has one timeout. They don't call it. This is for the win. Yes! Unbelievable. Yes! So shout out to that Gabe Goss for the Gabe Goss, right? Gabe? Gabe Goss. Gabe, Gabe, with the winning shot to uh, to win the Catholic League Championship. So Ryan John hits the first one, and you think they're in great shape, and then back comes Roman, and the palestra yep. is going freaking wild My last son night. was there, uh, Joe, because he's a freshman at Roman. Yeah, yeah. He said it was insane. That's neat. It Sharif was really Jackson cool. That's really cool. Roman in scoring. Mark Jackson's yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Points. Well, if you were at the game last night, we'd love to hear from you because, you know, let's be real. It's been a it's been a downtime in Philadelphia sports lately. I mean, Joel's injured. The Eagles crashed and burned. Flyers will see. Uh, obviously, they're giving us more than we expected. Philly's, you know, soon to crank it up. But that was a really, really neat moment last they night. They expected them to call a timeout, and Cave just right comes right down the court and just calmly awesome. puts it up. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. I mean, that's the best of sports right there when you got two teams going back and forth. And again, at a at a cathedral like the Palestra, that's really awesome. So if you were there, we'd love to hear from you. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Congrats to both teams competing as hard as they did, and obviously, ultimately, congrats to Roman for winning the Catholic League uh, Boys Championship last night. All right, let's go to the phones. Stephen Deptford is with us right now. Good morning, Steve. How are you, uh, Joe and John? What's up, Steve? All right, a couple things I'd like to talk about. Uh, don't hang up on me because I know you guys, we used to do. Listen. Now, does that, real quick, we got, th- we got two hours and 54 minutes left in the show. <laughs> so Listen, you want all, all you want all two hours and fifty four no, minutes? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I just want a couple so at minutes, some point we at some minutes. point we hang up. All right, okay. but this is the deal. <laughs> First of all, you talked you talked about uh, naturally Jordan Davis and, and the bad yeah. year that yeah. and you know standing over all that nonsense and you know when they did trade Turner, you know it, it helped him out and this. Let me ask you a question, hmm. okay? In sports in today's world, money has a lot to do with the way you perform. Correct. Correct? Well, it has, correct. does it have to do with how you perform? Sometimes it does. It has more to do, I think, okay. with how people react to your performance. Okay. And, yeah. and usually if you react and you play good, you usually get the money that you think you deserve. Yeah, and naturally. usually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Usually. All right. So Unless you play running uh, back. Yeah, well, yeah, like you did, right, right. John? That's good. Well, good clarification. Running back, running back today or a dime a dozen. So, well, that's I mean, the point. Like, All right, Steve, give give uh, us your point. Your point is, right, I, point is you got you got some good coming here. What is it? All right, you talked about Trey Turner. Let me ask you this: in the last three games of the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. what did Trey Turner do? He fell on his face at the end of the season. At the end, okay, end, but, end of the season, the right. very end. And, but, and, he had, but he had been great for two and a half months he before also that. Yeah, that. ended the playoffs with the best average of any well, Philly. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't it does, matter. Yes, it does, okay. Steve. Okay. It does not matter because you need to do that throughout. Because, listen, even Bryce Harper, what did he do the last three uh, games? Steve, I think you got a really ignorant point here. I really do. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what? And the guy's asking for more money. The guy's out of his mind. Well, well listen. Well, no, that's a, no, that's did, a di- no, hold on. That's a different issue. Now, you're, you're switching players, and I agree uh, with no, you. No, I'm not. Because no, 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 you just, no, no. You just went to Bryce Harper. That's a different okay, player. because they're both, to me, they both got a, they get a lot of money, 
and they're paid to perform naturally. Steve. And at the end, of the, at the end, at the end, listen, Bryce Harper, and they got us there. But listen, when you when you make that kind of money, you're supposed to do it. No, look at my package. You're supposed to do it. Right, here's it, out, Steve. Here, here, here's here's the deal. So I, I hear your point, and I hear your way of thinking. But let, let's talk about Allen Iverson in 01. In 2001, Allen Iverson obviously carried the 76ers. In the end, they lost. In Game 5, he had three fouls in the first, I think it was quarter. Freaked everybody all the hell out. They lost four straight games to lose the NBA Finals after he scores 48 points in Game 1. Would you say Allen Iverson let the Sixers down? Like, in the end, they lost. Did he let them down? He didn't let them down, but he didn't perform the way he should. Ah, Steve, come on. Come on, yo, Joe. Come on. Let's be real. Listen, 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 let me ask you a question, okay? Let me ask you this. Bryce Harper signed an 11-year deal, correct? 11 years. 13. uh, 13. At $330 million. So the guy's in his fifth year. I mean, come on, man. Like, now if I was, but if Steve, I was he's one of the five best players in baseball. It doesn't matter. But yes, but, but it does, but it does matter. Deal. It does the matter. You, you, you signed the deal. He signed it. Yeah, but Steve, Steve hold on. Do you expect to win every year? Like, the, the Phillies could have gotten no, rid no, of Hold on. They could have gotten rid of Schmitty after 78. You know what? Damn it. They lost in the playoffs in 76. They lost in the playoffs in 77. They lost in the playoffs in 78. So is that like Trey Mike Schmidt time in, St- in Stephen no, Deffert's world? No, it's not. But listen, John, in today's world, it's a different world today. It's, listen, Taylor Hurts signed for $50 million well, a that's, year. He stunk. He well, he stunk down the stretch. Year. All right, Steve, give, give, me the be, give me the best third. Who do you have? The best what? The best third. You can win the County Crow tickets and the Santana tickets. What do you got? I don't know. You got nothing. All right, so here's the deal. I get the caller's point. I just disagree with it because I think he's – I think he's – going too far with demanding too much. Guys, I'll demand or want as well. I'll hold players accountable as well. But let's not, like, let's not take it there. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers, and granted, I'm not trying to stick up for San Fran, they just lost the Super Bowl barely. So if you're in San Fran, are you, like, torching the 49ers? Are you torching them? They lost, they lost in the very end of Patrick Mahomes. So they're, they're a bunch of bums? I mean, come on, is that the standard in life? That's it? That don't work for me. That mentality from that caller doesn't work for me. I am all for holding players accountable. I will tell you when someone's letting them down. Guys, Trey Turner let him down for four months. Let him down for four months. In the in, He then rebounded for two and a half tremendous months, had a couple bad games at the very end, and yes, that was part of the reason why they lost, and yes, I was frustrated about that, and yes, I commented on that, and yes, I'll continue to say, I don't know what to expect from Trey in 2024 because 2023 was a roller coaster of inconsistency. What I do know is this. If that standard that that caller put out there is your standard, you've got your expectations, in my opinion, and your standard too high. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. He batted 347 in the playoffs, and that's when you include those last couple games where he didn't get a hit. I I mean, if he doesn't bat that way through the playoffs, you're not playing in game seven of the NLCS. You're out against the Marlins or the Braves or whatever. Yeah. Come on, man. 215-592-9494. All right, up ahead, more on Howie and Nick Sirianni as they get ready for their press conference later today to address all sorts of issues with the Eagles. We'll get to that. The Marcus Hayes story as as well. Your phone calls. And if you want to react to that last caller, please do. And if you were at the Palester for that epic game last night, I'm surprised that caller didn't rip Ryan and the Ryan kid for shooting too early. He shot John with like, I don't know, six seconds to go. Felt like it was in the bag. Shot too early, according to the last caller. Should have weighed it. Timed up so Should have weighed it. Man, give me give me a break. I get it. Money. I get it, guys. Money's the thing. The high school kids aren't making money. Obviously, I'm joking there. But 
but come on, let, let's not go too far here. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on 94 WIP. I am so glad I replaced my windows with Window Nation a few years ago. I have really noticed the difference in my energy bills. And when it was actually cold in February, like just a couple days ago, you will feel the frigid drafts coming through your windows and notice your heating bills are getting higher. So it's time to fight the February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. This month only, replace your windows, save big with 50% off on all window styles, plus an additional 10% off through the end of the month. Act now. This offers in addition to the zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months offer. With proven quality and service, it is no wonder thousands of homeowners is trusted Window Nation for their homes, and you can too. With 50% off and zero down, now an additional 10% off plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months. You cannot afford to wait. Book your appointment today. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. You know, I'm still shaking my head here. The last caller telling us that Allen Iverson let the Sixers down in 2001. I mean, Seltzer, for the love of God. You know. Yeah, that was. I mean, I'm all for standards. But can we, can, we, can we rein it in a little bit here? My God. All right, good morning, all. Joe DeCammer, John Ritchie, Michael Jackson, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. All right, so Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni will be, will be with us later on doing their press conference later today out in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, look, we're going to be all ears, obviously, to hear what they have to say. This is, this is one, look, we always look forward to these because you only get them a couple times a year in the offseason. I mean, Howie, you only get him a couple times of the year. And so to hear what he has to say. Now, you know, the dust did settle. I mean, whether you liked how the dust settled or not, we know what the decisions were. Three coordinators were out. The head coach was back. Now, we don't know the moves that they're about to make. And, and really the first thing is to decide on their own players. You know, I would expect a guy like Bradbury to be cut. Uh, we'll see if they make a point to retain Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Boston Scott and DeAndre Swift and, you know, all, on and on down the line. The Redick thing obviously hangs over the offseason. We'll see where that one goes. Uh, eventually you get to the, to, the, to the draft in April. But, you know, I expect, and I'm not happy about this, but I expect to be um, largely disappointed with what no. we'll hear today. Yeah, I do, John. Yeah, well, I think you're a mess. Well, what do you I, think, I think they're going to say that makes your brain what, is, what's is gonna, broken What's right going to make you feel better that they'll say today? Uh, I'm excited. I think they'll be enthusiastic that we have a lot to work with offensively. And last year we had everything except the plan. You know, we had the, uh, everything on paper was, was shaping up beautifully and that the talent was there, but we didn't have the proper up to date plan that worked in today's NFL. Now we're going to have that with Kellen Moore pulling the strings and, that's that's great. Vic Fangio on the other side of the ball. Yeah, we, we've got to reconstruct the defense. But great news, we just added another you know $30 million onto the salary cap. So there's some extra money that Howie can utilize, and we know he'll squeeze every possible bit out of that. Uh, well, we know that, what he'll do. He he'll put money in a, in a defensive line in the cornerbacks, and the linebackers and safeties will get shortchanged. We know that. We, we don't know. We know. Oh, we, we know that. Don't know that he'll continue to observe exactly the same path that he did in previous. Off I'll be seasons. shocked. Like, I'll be shocked. The linebackers you know. matter more now. It makes no sense to me that he wouldn't prioritize linebacker more now. Well, let me ask you the I question. That, but if, but how much more? If That's he the if he is asked, yeah, Howard Roseman, Howie, 
We're getting down to the brass tacks. You think someone here. would say Howard? No, I don't. I don't. I just, I'm trying to be stern. Howard. Trying to be stern. Let's <laughs> be austere when we ask questions. All right, Howie. Um, are you going to put a greater point of emphasis on paying linebackers on your team more or drafting them higher? Yes or no? Now, he won't give you a yes or no answer, but what I think he'll say is we, we value every position. So, so how do I do a Howie Roseman impersonation? I got to get in the mm. – we, we value every position. <laughs> we value every position greatly, oh, and we want, we want the best linebackers possible. Now, we got we to spread it around. It's a salary cap. We got to spread it around, and we do put a great, great premium on the defensive line, and we've had a lot of success with that. Right? So, so like, I, am I wrong? No, I think he's also he used a line when he spoke after the season that I think he's going to use again. He's going to talk about it theoretically and talk about how we he, the thing he talked about last time was we want to be out in front of things. You know, we yeah. want to know when things are coming and so, and not necessarily react, but see what's next. I think he's going to go back to that. Okay, and that you have to treat the middle of your defense differently than you have previously because the NFL has changed. And right now, the middle of the defense is morphing in a more athletic direction, and we're not keeping up with it. We have to. Everyone else is. <laughs> Keep up with the Joneses yeah. because we must. And and I do expect that. Uh, you, you see defenses looking different because they have to, to match the offense. They have to, you know, everything starts with what the offense is doing. Last season, it was miraculous seeing how uh, – how crazy defenses could get with all the mixing and matching of coverages, like not just from play to play, from side of the field to side of the field. You, you got like J- what Jalen was looking at last year was so completely different than everything he saw the year before. And therein, that was some of the problem uh, that, that we were facing. We're not going to have the same problem well, this coming not. year, Look, Joe. I, I, it's going to be decoded to some degree. We'll see. And we're going to have a plan to go attack it. Well, we'll ask you at 215-592-9494, what are your expectations for this press conference today? What do you want to hear? What do you expect to hear from Howie and Sirianni as they do the presser from, from Indianapolis? And Do also, you expect to go, to hear a meh type of conference i think all right a couple things i think they'll come out in a a much more jovial mood than maybe people will expect it's been about a month since they last i think it'll be very upbeat yeah i think it'll be very upbeat because they're going to want to they know they know how somber they looked rightfully so when the season was over and they did that press conference about nine days after the season so they're going to try to flip that script a little bit and start sort of turning the page in people's minds like last year is last year this is a new year so i expect happy you know upbeat uh, jokey, frankly, jokey, mm. Sirianni and Howie. I'll, that's some acting. Uh, some a little bit of a li- yeah, a little bit like like over the top. Yeah, we're good. We got this. Let's let's don't let's... worry about being too enthusiastic. Yes. And you I guess my point be. is, I'm not really. If they go there, I'm not in the mood for that. And now look, I, I'm I'm not. I mean, I think Howie. Rosen's, I'm in the mood. I think for he's, that. I think he's a great general I manager. I want to see enthusiastic. I want to see belief that this can be the year. I d- look. I I think. This NFL, like it, it doesn't have to be sit around and wait for the next five years to be good again. Well, Things no, no, it play. doesn't. It, it doesn't. Do they we can be good, John? We, we are yeah. good right now, and I get this feeling from you, Joe, that you don't buy that. Do I think the Eagles are good? <laughs> we uh, are good. I think yes. they're probably average. I mean, the defense. I mean, look, we don't know because we don't know who's on the team. Let, let's just be fair. We have no yeah. idea who's on the team. But don't you have faith that this organization 
can field a group of guys that can put together a really, you know, an outstanding well, it comes, group on it, the defensive side of the ball with Vic Fangio leading the way. I think yes, it, absolutely. Vic Fangio can help this personnel department to uh, determine which guys fit best to the the new defense that we need to assemble here well, to, to match up with the new offenses that we're seeing in the NFL. The players are more important than Fangio. You know, I think it's going to take two years to rebuild the defense. That's my basic thing. Why? Because, two years to rebuild the because defense. Because I don't think they're going to get eight new starters in one okay. offseason. They don't that need are, to get eight good. new starters. Hold on. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. The Kansas City Chiefs two years ago, they drafted a kid in the seventh round, a, a cornerback in the first round, a cornerback in the seventh round, yeah. and they both started against us in the Super Bowl as rookies. And they fared pretty well. They had other rookies, too. The outside cornerback and the nickel were both rookies just drafted that year. And guess what? They weren't perfect. Nowhere close to it. But they were thrown into the fire, and they survived, and they're so much better for it now. And now they are tested. Well, they better good at cornerback. They better nail the picks. Exactly. They better nail. And they've struggled at picking cornerbacks in the past. They need to get better at doing that. You know what I'd love to hear? Like, Howie will never really answer this question, but I'll just say a question I'd love to hear Howie pressed on. He'll never answer it. Howie, what did Jeffrey Lurie say to you after the season? What do you say? How close did you come to firing Nick? What do, you, what, what, do you, what do you guys make of all the talk of culture issues? Do you think you have a culture issue in the locker room? Are, are players less happy with Jalen Hurst than they were a year ago? Do you think money changed them? A lot of reports out there about a lot of things. What do you, what do you, you know, like there's a lot, there's a lot on the table. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. So much of that is like unspeakable. Well, you're like, like so much of that, I'm dying to know well, the answer. The we're all dying to know. Is he really, yeah, really going to dig into that? Something Peter King said about Jalen Hurts, by the way, last week on our show. We'll get to that later this segment. All right, also, today's Twitter poll question of the day is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance to major repairs. Armin Chevrolet service team is there to help. Uh, Salter, go ahead. James says I got to read something else. Okay. Twitter poll question of the day brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Armin offering the highest quality certified pre-owned vehicles in the Delaware Valley. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's poll question, do you expect to feel better, worse, or the same about the Eagles after, after Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni speak publicly later today? Three choices, A, better, B, worse, or C, the same. Let's get to Drew in Westchester right now. Hi, Drew. Hey, good morning. What's up, Drew? So, um... I have definitely have a question I'd love to hear Nick answer today and be asked. But before that, um, I think you can sense a lot just kind of from like body language and vibes. And also one thing I'm looking for, and I don't need jokey jokey, but I want to see Nick just look a little rejuvenated. Like he looked so beat yeah. down at that end of the That's year press conference. And I just want to hear him. Like, you need you know, to see sound, some life like, he will back be. into the true. This. The body. True, he will be. Because, you know what, the bottom line is a lot of coaches go through a lot in a season, and he has to be rejuvenated a month later. He has to be. Has to be. I mean, I'll tell you, Drew, I'll tell you this. I sat next to Fran Dunphy one time. I interviewed Fran Dunphy. It was two hours before a Temple game, probably eight to ten years ago. He was, and I don't remember if Temple was particularly good that year or not. I mean, presumably they made the tournament because they almost always made it with him and then obviously typically lost, you know, pretty early. But he was so worn. I mean, I I will never forget what he looked like 
And, you know, these coaches go through a grind, and this one in particular with how bad it got at the end and the fact that Sirianna's job obviously was being dangled, of course he'll look better today. He has to. Oh, yeah, no doubt. They age like presidents. I oh, yeah, because his uh, job is nowhere close to being dangled anymore. No, but he did survive. <laughs> yeah. No, he did. He did survive. I, I get it, but it doesn't feel like he's secure. I mean, he is as close to being on the hot seat no, entering but, a season but, as, as any coach I can remember. But hopefully he got some time away. Hopefully he got additional time with his family yes. and a vacation so he can, you know, recalibrate a little bit. I mean, it's not healthy the way these guys live in the season. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I just hope the dark circles under the eyes are gone and he, you know, sounds a little better. Now, one question I hope someone asks him is, you know, uh, because I think this got buried just under, like, other storylines, but, like, Nick, you know, after the Tampa Bay game, uh, Jalen Hurts didn't exactly give you a ringing endorsement when asked about your status. Like, how is your relationship with him, and I'd love to hear just kind of the way Nick goes about answering that. Well, I'll tell you what he'll say in a second. Give me an answer here, the best third. Who is it, Drew? You got it. So, if you don't accept it, I have a backup, but I'm going to go uh, Mike Schmidt, best third baseman of all time. Yeah. So, Seltzer, is he still or is it A-Rod? Oh, I think it's Schmidt still. Because, I mean, A-Rod played a lot of shortstop too early in his career. I know. I'm just, and I'm and just Schmidt asking. was a better defense. I mean, A-Rod was, no, was I get a very it. good defensive third. But, but A-Rod was, was a better offensive player. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. But I, I still think it's Schmidt because the whole career was a third. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a tough one for me to assess. I mean, about half A-Rod's career I don't even like third? talking about this. What are we doing here? <laughs> All right. We got one of the nine. You All right. There are only nine. A-Rod. All right. We got one. All right. Enough. <laughs> don't, don't, don't spit it up here. Just. Just don't talk it into existence. Yeah, okay, I don't not, want to hear any of this. All right, yeah. so it's Schmitty, it's Schmitty over Brooks Robinson and George yes, Brett, and, exactly. and we're all good. We'll entertain a- Brooks Robinson. We ain't entertaining A-Rod. <laughs> A-Rod non count, half his career at third. All right, 215-592-9494. More from the story of Marcus Hayes earlier today. Again, this is a story entitled in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Eagles Veterans, Nick Sirianni played favorites as Jalen Hurts uh, and A.J. Brown were treated uh, different. So – there's a veteran that, you know, we chronicled earlier some, some quotes that, that were said uh, about, you know, treating players differently and essentially that A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts in particular were, were given extra, <laughs> I don't know, accommodation. Now, that's not unusual. I mean, that, that happens all the time. Uh, but here's more of the story, John. This is um, an interesting twist to it all. So for Marcus Hayes' story, he says, the veteran told me this, meaning that, that when the veteran I rev- referenced earlier, you know, nodded at uh, an empty Jalen Hurts locker room and or locker and uh, saying they, you know, treat it differently. And then Marcus Hayes had said, what about A.J. Brown? And the reporter said, yeah, I guess some guys can't do anything wrong. So here the, the story picks up by, by saying this. The veteran told me this after the Eagles lost at home to the Cardinals on New Year's Eve and asked to keep it strictly off the record. The veteran this weekend said his assertion could be used, although without attribution. When contacted, another veteran not only supported the accusation, but also expanded. And here's what, here's what then gets said. If you were an offensive lineman, Jordan Mulata, Cam Jurgens, or Landon Dickerson, you got, to treat it, you got treated differently than if you were Jason Kelsey or Lane Johnson. And heaven forbid you were a young defensive lineman like Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter, who could do no right in the last two months as opposed to Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham. Now, John, my first thought is I think whoever's talking to Marcus Hayes, the two guys, look, it's hard to know for sure because we're not in there. I just know this. Players do get treated differently. I would expect Fletcher Cox to absolutely be treated differently than Jordan Davis and Jordan Jalen Carter. By the way, Fletcher Cox played better than those guys. He played 
10 times better than Jordan Davis. So to me, this sounds like a lot of sour grapes. That's, that's my first look at it. Young guys have it, uh, have it harder. Old guys are mean to young guys. Coaches are mean to young guys. I suffered through that myself. There were times I would be uh, on the verge of tears, you know, leaving a uh, full-team offensive meeting as a rookie because as a rookie, I was the easiest target. I was the guy who had no, uh, I don't know, like back history you that, know Stan, that I could you know lean Stan into and say, yeah. hey, look at what I've done. Yeah, yeah I was the new guy. Yeah. I was the new face. And so lowest man on the totem pole, If they, when things go wrong, coaches, just like everyone, they're, they're looking for someone to lash out at. I felt like I was getting lashed out at a lot. Maybe that was unfair. Maybe I overblew that. Maybe I invented that perception. But that's sure the way it felt. And uh, I believe that exists, this hierarchy of player skill, the hierarchy of player treatment. It, the, the better you are, the more you can do for the team, the more you're allowed to do. By the way, do, not just does exist. You ready for this? Should exist. Should exist. I mean, well, listen, it, it I, guys, I'm all for accountability. I'm all for accountability. I want to be clear. But, well, that's, but, what's, but, that's what's important. Accountability if that exists above all else, then then these other arrangements work. Yeah, th- this story, the contents of this story don't bother me uh, much, at least not what we've detailed so far. I mean, I... I, I think the I, point that Marcus is, is making, though, is that they got targeted for mistakes that they made, which they should be, but that players like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown not only didn't get targeted, it wasn't mentioned, and it, wasn't, and it was excused. In one case, Nick Sirianni... Remember when A.J., because he brings it up in there, A.J. said, we changed the play in Seattle, which we talked about yesterday was stupid because they didn't need to go for that home run there. And he said that not only the the one of the Reds said, not only were they not reprimanded, Nick Sirianni praised them publicly. So I think those are like it's. Well, so, okay, a couple things. I think that's going a little Yeah, I do too, because publicly he's not going to rip them, nor should he. Now, privately, what did he say to them? We don't know. Perhaps that player that talked to Marcus Hayes doesn't know either. I mean. For all we know, Nick Sirianni could have said to Jalen Hurts in a private meeting, one-on-one coach quarterback, yo, quarterback, don't do that again. Come on, 13 seconds. Like, this player might be, and I'll say the word might, this player might be speaking from a position of ignorance. I mean, now, now, again, I'm not trying to excuse Sirianni here because maybe Sirianni did go too far, to your point, Rhea, on letting guys off the hook because they're high-stature guys, high-profile guys, they make a lot of money, and maybe Sirianni didn't want to dig in on them. It's entirely possible, but it's also possible – that whichever player and then the second player talked to Marcus Hayes is, number one, misinterpreting some aspects, and number two, just speaking from a position of ignorance, not knowing the full picture. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, again, John, we're in another one of those it's impossible to know for sure yeah. because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Hertz and Sirianni have their own flow. I mean, how does this random guy, whichever player it is, know what Sirianni said to him privately when it's just those two talking. I have no idea, but this you know? is this is not a small thing. I mean, the the fact that this play was decided to... Well, it was a killer play. Two guys, yeah, it, it, it cost them a game. Broke, it, right. Yeah, it, it cost them a game. It was unnecessary. It was it, hurtful to the team. It's not It's not the, the team concept. It is me, me, me. It is those two putting themselves above everything else. I'm absolutely positive they got railed on by the coaches for doing it. Well, maybe... And, and th- I, well, does that have to happen in team meeting though? So when they do full team meeting or full offense and then full defense, 
Is that like John? Wasn't Andy wow. pretty protective of Donovan here's, in front of the other guys? Yes. Well, and and, you know? and here's the thing. Like, now maybe up, that's a mistake. Up maybe in New not. England. Bill Belichick eventually got a lot of flack for keeping his message the same to Tom Brady through right. the years. As Tom changed right. and the perception of him changed, Bill Belichick still reamed him and would have chewed him out in this situation. So, can I just say something about right Well, let me say something about that. It's a, it's a good question. Which is the right approach? Here's the thing I'll say. In today's world, it feels like that approach isn't going to survive. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> but I will say this it has become fashionable in the last couple of years to rip Belichick for essentially losing Brady by pushing him too far. Yes. But let's not lose sight of the fact in pushing him as hard as he did, he won six championships. <laughs> yeah. They got to like 10 or 11 Super Bowls. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still a believer. You know, there's a carrot and there's a stick. And yeah. and the and the stick is still a pretty effective way, you know what? Damn, I wish I had. I really, really, really wish I had. So I started this quote book recently. I. It depends on. Oh the man, individual. I'm so annoyed. So, so I, the other day I bought a book and I don't have it with me. That's my problem right now. All right, I got four quotes in there. So for years I've wanted to. That's assume, your problem. Yes, hope, that's my problem. You didn't bring your book. I didn't with bring you. my book. So here's yeah. the deal. Uh, for years I've heard. Good statements. So tomorrow when you bring the book I'll bring with it you, tomorrow. you won't have a problem? I won't have a problem. Tomorrow, <laughs> John, you are. Gonna, you know what? what I'm really take my pen. I'm going to throw it in your eye. Could have solved this. Bring I'll quote. catch it. There's this thing on your phone called the notes app no. that you can <laughs> no. put little quotes in if you want to keep what? them. Can you imagine can that? guess what? You know what you have with you at all times? Your phone. Oh, my gosh. And, and by the way, you could even dictate to that yeah. notes app. And you, you know what? press a button and say exactly what And you know what can't be featured in my presidential library? The, the the phone notes. Yes, it can. Yeah, the presidential can. library is di- sure, they have digital stuff. No, but the people in a museum want to they want to see. They can print it out. They can print it. They want to screen right. images. Well, here's here's the point. Here's the point. <laughs> so in the book, there's a quote from Saban because I've got four quotes in the last month. And I'm like, all right, this is worthy of me writing down. And Saban has a line. I don't have it verbatim, so but you it's wrote it it's out. So, it's something like this. It's something like this. In life, you are you are either going to deal with the disappointment. Of failure or the disappointment of discipline. And it's far better to have the disappointment of discipline than the disappointment of failure. It's something like that. Like, Boy, that, dr- I don't like the disappointment. It's a little convoluted. Of well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say it quite. You want me to, I have the exact quote. Go I looked it. it up for go you. Go for it. There are two pains in life. There is the Here pain we go. Of, Here we go. Go ahead. Yep. There is the pain of discipline and the pain of disappointment. If you can handle the pain of discipline, you'll never have to deal with the pain of disappointment. There we go. That is so much better than what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I didn't have my freaking quote book in front of me. All right, let's go. Yeah, have Google. That is reassuring. Go to the Think about that. All right, what Peter King said about Jalen Hurts, we'll get to it shortly. What do you make of the story for Marcus Hayes today and the Eagles and the culture? Ken and Cinnamon. Hi, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing great, Ken. You know, I really want to quote Winston Churchill right now, but I can't remember <laughs> what I want to say. Just quote so. something anyway. Yeah, just just get, say something. Get and close to it. Get, yeah, get near. Yeah. Well, we'll go back to even a blind squirrel finds an acorn. In <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't just say that wasn't Churchill. That wasn't Churchill. Like sometimes people, you know, I, I'm not even going to try it. And John, you're, you're I, that you're might get third. me in trouble. Sorry, John, your 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 greatest third. Ironically for you, that's your great third. That's where I lost. That's where Star Wars lost me forever. Was on that one. That was it because. It but, lost. You know, well, the Ewoks were a oh, disaster. No, the they were not a disaster. Oh, they were horrible. They, they weren't were, a disaster to me. I was nine. Well, too well, bad. They were a disaster the to me. I was a nine-year-old kid. Point. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It should have been cool to you, too, also as a five-year-old or whatever you were. <laughs> nine-year-old like Muppets, John. Yeah. Nine-year-old like Muppets. 
You know, I wasn't nine years old and coming mm. off of The Empire Strikes Back and, and how great that was. It was how, great. How dark that was. Yeah. Um, to see Muppets running around. Hold on, though. No. You, know, you started out with the Sarlacc pit. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty explosive start to Return of the Jedi. I you start out I with Jabba the Hutt and the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it's another and Muppet. Boba Fett. That's Jabba, excitement. Jabba Hutt's another Muppet. I haven't I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched one since. So Menacing giant. And the only Muppet Nasty around Muppet. here is me, and that's a whole different matter. All right, <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you what do you got on the Eagles here, Ken? So on on Marcus Hayes' reporting, um, I. I I hesitate to call it that. Um, you know, I, I there's a nothing burger there for me. I don't really see anything. I, I don't put a lot of stock in Marcus Hayes' reporting. I, I never really have. Well, so I'll say this, Ken. Um, I don't think that's fair. He got these quotes from a player. I don't think it's about his reporting. I think it's whether you put stock in the player's position about the team's culture. That's Joe. I said this to I said this to James when when he took when he answered my call this mm-hmm. morning. Um, if Ben Bradley was the editor in chief, that 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 kind of story would never see the light of day in the Washington Post in 1973. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it's it was yeah, maybe they they used to call that yellow journalism back in the day. But that's what you have to do now in an era where you've got to get stuff to print when you're competing against social media and clickbait and all those other things out there that that has to burn up the airwaves. So, you know, damn the torpedoes, forget the sources. Let's take some regurgitated stuff. You know, he's got Derek Gunn stuff in there. He's got Craig Carton stuff. It's not, to me, it's not reported. It's just, it's, it's, so I don't really put a lot of stock in it. And I don't, I, I think you guys know this. I don't really get myself too focused on press conferences uh, when it comes to the Eagles. Because um, let me tell you what's going to happen before it even happens. They're going to have a press conference. They're going to answer a lot of questions in whatever way they answer them. And then you're going to spend the next week talking about what they didn't say. Um, and, and, and trying to parse what they really meant and why they're holding it. It's, it's always going to be unfulfilling. It's an Eagles press conference with Howie Roseman and the head coach. You know what? I find a and, lot. And, but hold on. But Ken, hang on a there's second. There's a so, lot of times he'll give you some good stuff to chew on. Yeah, Ken, I, I don't I – don't, like, I view a Dombrowski press conference as very fulfilling. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, yeah. there's well, – well, that's my point. Like, it is possible to have – question. Say it again? Dave Dombrowski answers questions. Well, if you ask that's Dave what Dombrowski, Nick Sirianni does, too, sometimes. Yeah. It's not just about answering it, though. It's about answering it in a way that leaves the fan base with the belief you know what you're doing. Look, I, Ken, I believe Howie knows what he's doing. Let me be clear. Despite the Eagles' struggles down the stretch of 2023, I think Howie Roseman's a top-five general manager in pro football. Like, I'm not backing off that one iota. What I'm wondering, though, is do they have the right coach in Sirianni? Do they have the right quarterback in Jalen Hurts, and do they have a team culture issue? Well, Joe, let me ask you this question, sure. okay? Because this this is analogous to the politics of today in our country as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's anything that either one of these guys could say today in a press conference that would change a single mind in the Eagles fan base that has already made up Ab- about what they think? Absolutely. You ready for this? We had a culture breakdown this year. We are dealing with it. We've already dealt with it in part. We're going to deal with it more in the next couple months. And it's not going to happen again. I, I and I'll tell you that they could right? come out and say all of that stuff. They could come out and say all that stuff, and Chuck from Mount Ariel called us there. Well, no, 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 but, 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 but Ken, don't don't co- no, hold on, Ken, don't commingle it. To, to if he said that, if Howie Roseman said that, I observed a cultural breakdown in my football team this year. It bothered me. 
I am aware of big parts of the reasons why it happened. I am dealing with it, and we will be better. That will make people feel better. But I don't expect him to be that, that authentic. Well, it would be substantive for sure, but my point is it's not going to change any minds in this uh, fan. I disagree. All right, Ken, give me an answer. A great third, and a notable third. Who do you have? Uh, well, it was by far the best of the trilogy since we had a movie conversation, uh, The Return of the King. You got it, buddy. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Appreciate that call. By the way, today at about 8.40, an hour from now, roughly an hour from now, a little Life Advice with the Hammer, the very rare Tuesday Life Advice with the Hammer. Get the scenario in that you need some help with in life. Facebook, Twitter, and the text line, three ways you can interact with the show. In addition to the regular phone line, what do you want to need some uh, some help with in life? And I will steer you some, some advice coming up uh, today at 8.40. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Jimmy. He's calling from Hatboro. Good morning, Jim. Morning, guys. Uh, up, so how we? Hey guys, hey guys. Howie and Nick, I'm going to say that uh, in the press conference, Howie's going to say we need to address the linebacker position. We need to address the safety position and some work on the defensive line. If I don't know does, that he'll say that with the linebacker position. Uh, he ha- he has to. He has to come clean, man. He can do this. They can. Pick up guys. They're a now team. They're not a later team. They can pick up guys. Hold on, though, Jimmy. Don't doesn't it, we know that that they don't like revealing their plan on on anything. And this is if it is a plan to add linebackers or just to I don't know look at linebackers a little more closely. That is a new direction for this team. Don't you guys think they have no choice? They have no yeah. choice. It's I, obvious. I, I, this is obvious. I'm excited to see what they do at off-ball linebacker. Yeah, this, this could be, like, the first we've ever seen. Like, going back to Andy Reid times. Jimmy, I'll be was, shocked. Yeah. I'll be was, shocked. Because, you know what, they, boy, they almost want to – Simino. Well, yeah, they almost – Tiny little inside off-ball linebackers that weren't good enough. Jimmy, they almost won a Super Bowl and should have won a Super Bowl with, you know, Manny Moen, here's the third, Jack at linebacker. You know, 13, 12 months ago, I don't think they're going to change their philosophy. I don't. I think, I, I but think, don't you think that's foolish? Because the league has changed, Joe. There thank is a, you. I was just going to say that there's a whole new phenomenon. Linebacker is it. I'm very torn on this, because Jimmy. Of I'm this very torn. Mesh where you've got linebackers, their decisions determined. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked a caller about two months ago, and after I asked him three or four times, he still didn't answer the question. I'm going to ask it to you, Jimmy. If you are going to put more emphasis on linebacker, either what you pay them or drafting them higher, which position or positions on the football team are you going to de-emphasize? You're not allowed to say safety, which they already de-emphasize. You're not allowed to say running back, which they already de-emphasize. You're not allowed to say tight end. They already got one. Give me a position that you think they should pay less money to or draft lower? Uh, I'm going to say. He's going to say guard, John. He's going to say guard. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Safety? Well, <laughs> again, they, they, no, they treat safety like linebacker. Come on, give me, give me a position they pay someone. They pay a D-line, O-line, quarterback, and cornerback. Quarterback, would... cornerback, D-line, O-line. Which one are you de-emphasizing? Why do you have to de-emphasize again? Because in a salary cap world, if you pay more money for this, for for one thing, then you got to pay less for the other. Mm. Give me an answer, Jimmy. Not really, Jimmy. Uh, Part I don't of have to say feathering this is not having corner? to do this. Jimmy, say it yeah. again. 
I'm going. I'm. I hate my words. Corner. Okay. All right. Well, I don't expect them to do that. Again, Get- this is this is not the way it really works. This is the way it works, John. You've, you've cut s- and dry and black and white. Like I don't want to do this. What, what John, if I don't, what what don't want to sacrifice somewhere else? Well, then, then pick and I can it, say, hey, go, you know what? Go I'm going to hit. I'm just going to no, choose no. to hit You're with being a second round linebacker. I'm going to choose to bypass no, this. They've, oh, no. or maybe a first round linebacker. So now I have him for an extra year, and I don't have to worry about paying that additional like second contract. Give me a notable third, Jimmy. Uh, number three, Allen Iverson. AI, John. I've been waiting for that one. That's a good one. That's that's the first athlete set. I mean, that's massive. That's Mike a massive. You've you've, that, you've you've already taken two oh, shots at Mike Schmidt today. Now, well, so oh, wow. No, no. <laughs> Mike Schmidt slander on this I, show I meant, is almost hard to believe. I meant, I meant a bad job by me. I meant to say chosen for his. Actually, Jordan was said also. I meant to say chosen <laughs> for his jersey number. Uh-huh. So, all right, our, our fearless sales okay. leader, Dave Skopinich, Sean, has texted me demanding, demanding a public on-air apology for what he perceives to be slander of Mike Schmidt. He's correct. When I put out the possibility that maybe A-Rod's the greatest third baseman of all time. I didn't say that he is. A-Rod, of all I didn't people. say that he is. Beat us in a World Series. I mean, I John, mean oh. John ended up with, what, it sounds like, what, 696 home runs or something? Who cares, Joe? Okay, okay. How many gold gloves? How long did he play third base? Like Do you his, love when he's career? doing games and you get to watch him? Uh, he annoys the heck out of me, man. That tan he's sporting right now oh is very special. That was ridiculous. That <laughs> you know was... his daughter goes to Michigan? His daughter's <laughs> I, a freshman at Michigan. No. That it, made it, me like kind of like him a little, little bit. Is your son and his daughter? Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, are they what? What was that? Were, are they? Uh, that uh, was a sound. Uh, What's uh, the question? Hold on, let me let me see here. Let me. Let what me are you s- asking? I'm going to see if Spike Eskin works in this in this moment. Here we go. Here for the first time, the debut of this new drop. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is your son and uh, A Rod's daughter? Uh... Bah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, because um, I because I can't wait for the answer. I, I can't I, wait. Yeah. I do not know the answer, Joe, <laughs> but I would speculate. I should not speculate. This would be a no, right? Yeah. This, this would yeah. be a no. Let's get to Patrick. He's calling from Tabernacle. Hi, Patrick. Morning, everybody. <laughs> hey, um, thanks for Seltzer booking me up here. Um, listen, this AJ Brown thing, real quick. I've, I've I've gone up and down and around and 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 you know what? I give this guy a bunch of credit, man, because like he's standing up to the big bad machine. You know what I mean? In in the athlete's eyes, and and like. I don't understand the social media world because I'm not a part of it, and I think it's horrible. And it's like trying to tell my kids not to go do what they do. and just can't, you know, it's it's part of it. Social media is just like, to me, like from the outside looking in, I just think it, it, it poisons things. Well, it does, but yeah. It, it, you know, but, you know, you know, he doesn't, like, I don't speak eloquently, and, like, I admire you guys. With, with the words you use and how you can have, you know, just clear, lucid thoughts. And was Spike, was Spike everybody... asking lucid when he said <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah. he, no, I'm he joking. Went off the rail. Keep going, but, Patrick. But what I'm trying to say is, like, when you hear J- Jason Kelsey speak, most athletes don't speak like J- Jason Kelsey does. He's got a g- some kind of gift or something, you know? And, like, for those of us who can't step up to a microphone and put like all these great words and things together, 
you know, I, I give him a lot of credit, man, because like from from his eyes, li- you know, listening to it, you know, there there's you know, there's so much going on, and, and quite frankly, I don't need to know, I don't want to know. That's that all this, to, you know, and that's the bottom line with me is like all that should be like behind. You don't want to know. Stuff. No, I, I, John, I don't. I, I really don't because I do. Without without the media presence today, like back in the old days, we you never heard about things like this, un- unless it was something ridiculous and and there's no privacy anymore john i mean think of when you you know you're a player you know like when the locker room door shut it's shut and whatever problems they have as a team fix it and with this relationship and him it's like come on but man. patrick I, I back in the day reporters used to fly on planes with players totally. and stuff like it wasn't always like like that like it, there was even more access back in the day than it went away for a while and let's you know? be real and, Pat, and Patrick, hear, you're, you're, we didn't hear about everything well no that is true but but listen a lot of that changed like if you want to talk about a neat relationship and inner well hold on guys let's talk about hear about it in books later let's talk it about wasn't in the moment let's talk about kennedy and everything with the kennedy thing all the affairs people didn't know all of that back then fdr obviously with with you know, the fact that he, you know, was a president in a wheelchair, public didn't know all that stuff because there was some, an agreement, tacit, you know, unwritten agreement between the press and public figures to not report on everything back in the day. Things change. Now, look, Patrick, I can't stand social media. I am certain we'd have a better world without social media. I think A.J. Brown got an awful lot right with what he said and the way he presented things this week on, on last week on WIP, but I think he got some stuff wrong as well. I mean, he, he wanted us, the media, and again, it was a catch-all. I don't know if he's talking local, national, whatever. He wanted us to be authentic. You know what I am, Patrick? Authentic. You know why I talked after the season about a disgraceful end of the season? Because it was, you ready for this? It was a disgraceful end of the season. I didn't, I didn't say that because I wanted to pull up some hyperbole out of my butt and, and say, Let me, here, here's something that will stoke people up. Let me say it was disgraceful. No, it was actually disgraceful. They were 10-1 and one and then lost 6-7. to seven. They were dead upon arrival in a playoff game. That's a disgrace. So A.J. Brown's got to freaking own that. Now, I know he didn't play in that game, but he was part of a team whose soul died. That's a disgrace. And Joe. Right? Am I, am I, am I wrong? No, Joe, Joe, no, listen. You're, you're authentic. And, and, I am. And you're correct because that's your – you're being like Walter Frank. You're reporting what happened. Well, listen, I, I mean, I, no, 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 I, no, I'm like, not, re- and, and no, that, I'm not, re- no, I just, I, look, I appreciate the compliment, but I'm not reporting what happened. We're not reporters. I'm, I'm, I'm assessing what I saw and giving you my opinion of what I saw. And telling how it makes him feel. Yeah, that's right. We're pa- not reporters. Patrick, give me an answer here for the, the Yo, best, the one? best third ever. Yo, John Ritchie, how about the third, 33 and a third? <laughs> yeah, thirty-three okay. to third. It's always there. Well, the is ten, ta- three. Is it? Was he talking about Naked Gun? Thirty-three and a third, and that what that was? That I would think, be sweet. Well, it's. You know, <laughs> I do have to go back and watch one of them one of these days. So I, great. Let's listen to Peter King. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, is, he, was, is a, he is a treasure, truly a treasure. But it doesn't feel he's feeling he's being forgotten. Well, he has Leslie been. Nielsen. Yeah. Why I, you never see or hear no. anything Leslie Nielsen anymore? No, at all. He, he passed really away was. a while back. He did, but I mean, I most know, movies from the late eighties. Yeah, movies. Naked Gun. I, the, those spoofy type movies, the Naked Guns, the Hot Shots and stuff. They didn't last. They didn't. in the same way that that a lot of other things do. But, but it was, was a great also movie. Police I watched Naked squad. Gun in the past year, and it's hilarious. Like it's still really he was funny. Also 
on a TV. I think he was the TV show that led to the Well, movie, he was originally Police a dramatic Squad. actor yeah, for like 60 years that, or right? whatever. Yeah, you when didn't he even had, know he was funny. Yeah, when he had brown hair, he was serious. And then all of a sudden, old hair, funny. <laughs> all right, let's go to it's, it's 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia as we broadcast today from the uh, Tasty Cake studio. Again, Sirianni and Howie Roseman, their press conference later today. Is there So first of all, what do you expect them to say? What do you want them to say? And do you have an expectation this morning that after they speak, you'll feel better about the Eagles, worse about the Eagles, or about the same? I actually expect to feel worse because I don't feel, to use the word authentic, that they will be authentic about what happened and what they're doing, dealing with and what they're doing about it. But look, we'll see. And I know they can't answer every question. Guys, I get it. I get it. They can't answer every question. I can't believe you're expecting that. I, I am. I can't believe that you are expecting it to come off as, you know, inauthentic, the explanation. Well, so, so let me ask you a question. You said, yeah, or, you to said me, that's a failure. Well, we'll see. James, you said earlier your expectation is you're going to be disappointed after this thing's over. Absolutely. Okay, why? Uh, for, like, look, Howie Roseman's really good at these things. He's really good at, at not saying anything that is going to really give us any information that he doesn't want us to have. And I think all the information that we want is information they don't want us to have. You know, what happened in the locker room? What, what's the real issue? Nick and Jalen, this and that. How close did you come to firing Sirianni? All the questions we talk about, I don't think they want us to know the answers. Well, they don't. I'll and say- I think that they are going to talk today in yeah. a way that they talk around those answers. I'll tell you this. I'm convinced the Eagles had a locker room problem. Now, whether they still do, it's impossible to know. Obviously, they've all pretty much been went their separate ways the last month. But – there's been too many comments, and yes, the caller I think it was Ken earlier this hour brought up. You know, maybe this one. You know, what Marcus Hayes put out this morning. Maybe it won't pass a journalism standard in the 1970s and, and make a newspaper in the. I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Uh, anonymous quote uh, from you know December uh, reporter chooses to put it in, in, a, in a, a spot like the Philadelphia Inquirer chooses to put it in the Inquirer in in February. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a stretch. Maybe it's not. But here's what is notable to me. A player said that to Marcus Hayes, period. Meaning the player thought it, was bothered by it. Whether the player should or shouldn't be bothered by it, the player is bothered by it, chooses to go external, wants to be careful, doesn't want his name attached to it, and by the way, for whatever reason, chooses this week to have Marcus Hayes write that. Wow. Mean, meaning I again, I don't know that he chooses. No, 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 John, John, right, right, this John, weekend. it's, it's right here. Yeah. It's right here from the article where it references. I'm going to read this. Uh, bu- 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 uh, here we go. The veteran told me this, meaning what he said about AJ and Jalen Hurts back in, back in. Uh, here we go. The veteran told me this after the Eagles lost at home to the Cardinals on New Year's Eve, and asked to keep it strictly off the record. The veteran this weekend said his assertion could be used, although without attribution. And then also when contacted, another veteran not only supported the accusation but also expanded. Okay. So, you know. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, to John calling from Roxborough. Good morning, John. Johnny. All right, cool. John, Joe. Oh, there he is. Oh, here we go. Good morning. Delayed reactions like going to Christian Amanpour halfway around the world. Hello, John. Wow, there's a reference. <laughs> Doing well today. How are you guys? Good, buddy. Doing well, John. We were down at the Palestra last night. Wow, that's great. That's great. The school is the school is is incredibly excited this morning. The student body turned out in full force, and we're we're delighted to bring home our thirty fourth 
title in Philadelphia Catholic League history. Well, congrats to Roman. That's a big one, man. That that is matter of fact. Let's play. Let's play the the audio again of the winning shot. If you missed it, this is Roman versus Ryan. A wild end with uh, two two shots in about the last five or so seconds to cap off the game. Ryan's got the ball. They're down. Let's listen to this. Ryan Everett with 22 seconds left. Good cut by Murray. Nearly lost his footing. Still patience and still time. Sorber. Sorber goes baseline. Everett for the lead. Bang! Bang! The clock still runs. Roman Catholic has one timeout. They don't call it. This is for the win. Yes! Unbelievable. Yes! Pretty wild. So look, the Ryan, the Ryan folks listening right now, they're they, they're obviously not enjoying hearing that. But what a spot last night to Palestra and Ryan and Roman going after it. That's awesome stuff. So Ray John, John <laughs> yes, he did make it. I asked him what time he got home. He's like, uh, maybe around eleven, which I don't believe at all. But yeah, he's he's already at school and beyond excited. I was hoping I wouldn't see him on the absent list. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's there. He's there at seven thirty. All right, John. Congrats to your squad, my man. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Joe. All Take right, care, buddy. Guys. You, stay well, man. You know what's disturbing? What? Joe and I are twinning with our socks. Today. Oh, hold on. oh no! Hold on! Hold on! No. Uh, these are like my CHA socks. Yeah, they're really similar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not this. just like normal white socks. This is oh, nothing. No. You, like you, normal a, white socks. Yeah, there's a pattern, and it's the same. So yours might be a little darker, John. <laughs> Mine might be blue. Yours might be black. This but is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. So call me, maybe. Nailed it. Yeah. That was really good. We're growing more and more <laughs> sock-alike. John, you know what you're doing? It is driving me Crazy. You're driving me crazy, man. Let's go to Tom in Dover. Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, Tom. Hey, listen to this, John. You know I went to the Eagles-Dallas game for my birthday this year, right? Yes. So I took the time out on my trip and took a picture on a star <laughs> and sent it to Joe the camera, right, on December the 10th. Holy cow. I was sitting in my man cave last night looking at uh, North Carolina against Miami um, um, college basketball. And I see my phone, uh, a text message coming. Don't you know it's Joe? He just looked at my picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two and a half months later. Two and a half months. I was showing my coworkers on a job this morning. It's like, man, you got to call him up, man, and let him know, man. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. But, you know, there's something kind of nice about that. I can totally that. believe it. Like, he's, he's – he got – there so tom, eventually tom here's the was ba- weird though here's the backstory i'm watching the wire these days i'm i'm in season four of the wire right now seeing a lot of talk of- hey i started watching a little wire by the way good for you just inserted just because you guys you're back at me. it well no but I, you, you, you started, pressured me do you go back to season one or you're in season two, two. i started yeah. at two just just do it you'll enjoy yeah. it yeah it's great so tom the bottom line is i'm i'm uh you know, there's a lot of burner phones going on. So it reminded me, oh, how about my oh, burner Oh, I have phone? a burner. Look, yeah. Oh, I got a burner. And then I, hey, hey, Joe, you do that to me all the time, Joe. Every time I send you something, you send me something a month and a half later. So well, that's because I don't. That's how the relationship going. That's how we going. All right, do. I'm, I'm going to do better for you, Tom, moving forward. Man, I was surprised that when I responded, that you responded back. I couldn't believe it. I thought that was going to be a two-month response. Well, I, 
I did think of it, by the way, but I, but yeah, I still. I know, that would have been really you know. funny. That would have been a, a hilarious I move. I know. I know you thought about it. Because I, 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 I was waiting and I was waiting. I said, he probably ain't going to respond. And then here come the LOL. Man, if you don't get out of here. Yeah, you know, you know what LOL means. That means we're done. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, exactly. you didn't give a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yes, Tom, Tom yeah. give, me, give me a point on, on Howie and Nick today. What are you thinking? Man, I, you know, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into March Madness right now. I'm not worried about the Eagles right now, man. For real. Well, can the we get a Philly, very healthy? Can we get a Philly huh? team? Can we get? Well, it is healthy. Can we get a Philly team into March Madness? Villanova's on the bubble. It doesn't look like anyone else makes it. No. Nah, nah. So Villanova that, ain't, that's Villanova's it. Not, Villanova's not getting in. I can tell you that right eh, now. Yeah, they got a shot. No, nah. nah, the they bubble. don't have a shot. They, they're on the bubble. They, they right now, when I checked this morning, they're the last four out. Well, in so, some spots are the last four out, in some spots they're in. So it depends where you are. You ain't want. seen them on no last. You ain't seen them on no first four in, Joe. No, you know you have. Okay, we'll see. Look, they got the Georgetown okay. game coming up. They're going to be. By the way, Georgetown is an abomination. It's terrible. An terrible, abomination man. of terrible. a basketball yeah. program. And I'm yeah, a Georgetown yeah. fan, but it's it. Yeah. Horrendous. I don't know how that. I don't know how that program fell apart like that, man. That's bad. Well, I can that tell is, you. I can bad. tell you exactly how it fell apart. Big John stopped being Big John. Turned it over. <laughs> To yeah, Craig yeah. Astrich, who turned it over to Little John, who turned it over to Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing who turned oh it over to the new guy. I don't even know what his name Oh, no, it's uh, Cooley. Cooley, and the whole thing's a disaster. Villanova <laughs> is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. But, John, in it is Georgetown interesting. Game. Like, Nova's struggling without Jay Wright. Obviously, Georgetown has been on precipitous fall. Correct. UConn held it together, though, without Jim Yeah, Calhoun. but a lot of teams. Look at UNLV. After Tark, sure. what'd they do? I was just going with old Big East. I know, but yeah. there's a bunch of examples. There's a million examples of this. All right, Tom, give me an answer. Uh, a great third. What do you have? Hey, listen, I got a, I got, I got a couple of them, um, uh, Joe, because uh, I let my buddies holler at Seltzer. They all, they all, everybody want to talk to Jimmy, so <laughs> I put them on the phone with Jimmy, and they all choked up like they were scared. Uh, <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> you know, but uh, listen, uh, did anybody say – the great Dale Earnhardt. Wow, that's oh, a wow. good answer. Yeah. A good answer. Not the best sport, but you know, good answer. The three on the car. I you know. know. Yeah. That, that, when he when he won the Daytona and then did his three in the in the grass, that was pretty cool. Uh, so speaking of college hoops and in the, are we shooting free throws again this year? We I mean, better. I mean, I, I'm ready. Just so you know, I stand ready. Oh, good. I'm like a cowboy at the OK Corral. All right. I'm ready to go. No, you're not. No, I'm really you're not. not. You, I'm yeah. really not. No. I'm like Shane. A I got to come. Death situation. Shane, yes, you're dead. I, I got to come <laughs> out. Of, well, Shane lives in the end. The other guy dies. I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna no, go no, like, no, 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 bro. If Shane, Shane dies. Shane dies. What are you Shane talking about? Die? Are you serious? At the end of Shane's Shane? on the horse, dead. Then he's like, Shane, come Sh- back. Shane, Shane's dead. That's Shane's not dead at yes, the end of is. Shane. Yes, he is. Wait, Shane's dead. He's not dead on a horse. Seltzer, he leaves. Shane leaves. Hold on, James. I see. Are you talking about a dog? No, we're talking no, we're about, about Shane, Shane the, the Western. Movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, the great book and the great – Shane's not dead. He's dead at the end. No, he, on the he horse. kills the bad guys, and then the, the little kid sees him, and it's all – He's almost... like, Shane, come back, Shane. Isn't he dead? No, no he's leaving. But he's dead on the horse, I thought. I haven't seen Shane since I was a somebody kid, rip, Somebody rip Seltzer. I'm going to give you two choices. Phone lines. Is it kind of left phone, open? Hold on. Phone lines, 215-592-9494. Uh, time's yours line. 215-238-4500. Rip. It's not crazy. So rip, this is a thing. Rip Seltzer. And this is a thing. The is Shane dead is a thing. Apparently they're saying he's not, but he's wounded, and that's why he's slumping uh, over. But, like, the, uh, it is a question. That's not a crazy thing. I'm not the not, first person to say this. He's not dead. Someone rip Seltzer. Uh, was he mortally wounded when he rode off? It, they're saying maybe. people. Some, some people think he died later. And you know what some people are? Idiots. 
Show to Cameron and John Ritchie. Old West, he's got injuries. Like, he could easily die. What are you talking about? We're taking him to a hospital. I'm he's going to get surgery. Man. Come on. I just, I don't even know what we're talking about. So, meanwhile, I there's thought he died up. too, Seltzer. So, thank I'm not, you, Rhea. I, I mean, thank you. Right. Yeah, Joe, you got, take that. We got a bunch of bozos around here. Show <laughs> to Cameron and John Ritchie. Peter King, what he said uh, the other day to us. We'll get to that and more on 94 WIP. Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. So, so many ways to bet. Of course, you got quick bets. you got live same-game parlays. I saw so I figured you'd play this. It was a horrible rendition by me earlier. It was not good. Horrendous. Horrendous. Um, you know, the more I think about the A.J. Brown thing, the more I'm getting annoyed. Now, again, admirable on a lot of fronts. Very admirable. But, you know, t- take this latest thing from the Marcus Hayes story today, where there's not one but two different players talking to Marcus Hayes, one of whom goes back to December, another of whom sounds like it's more recently. And, you know, one of the players is quoted as saying, again, it's anonymous. John, this always gets in a dicey territory. It's anonymous, blah, blah, blah. But Marcus Hayes says that a player said to him, uh, when asked about if A.J. Brown's on-field conniptions and his two-week media blackout were affecting the team, an accomplished veteran player replied, here's the quote, I don't know about that, but I will say it doesn't help when they treat guys two different ways. Here's my point. A.J. Brown should recognize His teammates have a problem with the Eagles and their culture, and it sounds like with him, or at least the way they treat him. So, you know, this this thing about A.J. Brown being ticked off at the media, you know, like, come on. Dude, that's your locker room. That's your locker room. Deal with it with your guys. Because, John, one thing that has been very apparent, there have been a lot of talk, 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 and a lot of it has been anonymous. Okay, so don't get mad at me, A.J. Brown, as the media. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Your guys are talking. Maybe out of school, maybe not. There's a lot of guys on Own a football it. team. Own it, Joe. I mean, of course there is, are. Maybe this is news to A.J. I I hope that whatever, if this uh, you know caught him blindsided, I hope that he addresses it. Own I it. hope that he looks at this and says, "Hey, I can be better," I, because that's what he told us when when we talked to him. His role on this team is he's going to challenge guys. He's going to be an agitator if need be, and that's just his methodology. And I respect that. That's that's great it, because clearly something's working. That that must be uh, part of the, the equation. Well, it might be working for him, but it didn't work for the team. Uh, and the team fell apart. Well, A.J. Brown, whatever you've done to become one of the best players in the league, well, sure. keep it up. And, yeah. and, look, this is how you lead – there were things that didn't work. There were things that did this year. We have to regroup now, and it's time to figure out which you know which you're going to hang your hat on. And I I think he probably has a good inkling, a good idea of what works and what doesn't. I don't know that the uh, coaching staff has a good idea of what worked and what didn't. I am worried about that part of this whole equation. When we're talking about moving forward, it does – strike me as strange that uh, our plan 
was go get guys who can fix it. You know, like the coordinators. Yes. Yeah. The plan was, okay, Vic Fangio, we're going to bring you in. We're going to delegate this to you. And, you know, that's sort of what we've we've done here with the offensive uh, coach in in my head coach in mind, delegate to the defensive side. I feel comfortable with Vic Fangio being delegated to, hey, go run the defense. I'm one who saw Jim Johnson take that opportunity and run with it. And it was beautiful. Uh, Also, also had great players. Yes, he did. And we don't have those no, yet. Now, it's not out of the question that we would get some of those this year. It's maybe a bunch of those this year. Uh, I don't know. But on the offensive side of the ball, we've got a, an offensively-minded head coach who's now been, you know, man, he's had a rough go. Oh, you think? During his stay here. <laughs> uh, he was the offensive, the, the young, up-and-coming, offensively-minded head coach who was going to call the plays for us, and then that was – that became a thing of the past. And then it was the leader of men uh, with a hand in the <laughs> offensive side of things. And now that has become more, I'm going to focus maybe a little more on the defensive side and the offensive side, more balance, more the in-game decision-making. Uh, which he was, maybe which he was anyway. I mean, it was rid- ridiculous. He's, ridiculous. Been, he's been, no, it, it's not a good look. Uh, for for the players who are here now, for the players who will be arriving here, how do they perceive yeah. Nick Sirianni, and well, what is his role to the guys who are wearing numbers? Yeah, well, listen, I I hear you, John, on all that, and and again, I'm looking forward to this press conference today to hear what these guys say. Seltzer, what when when Howie is asked if he's asked, Howie, who has more power? And you're not allowed to use the word collaborative. Over the oh. offense. Nick's- I wish someone would say that. Yeah. Hey, Howie, I'm going to ask you a question. You're not allowed to say the word collapse. Yeah. That'd be okay. awesome. Seriously. Who, who yeah. has more power over the offense, Nick Sirianni or Kellen Moore? Man, Joe, that's a great one. Is Honestly, that a great nor- question? Normally, I, know, I feel like I know exactly how they would answer it or what angle they're going to take. I honestly don't know because I, I do think they want the world to think that it's Kellen Moore's offense and he has yeah. final say and all that because Nick said it. In that press conference, well, I was he's saying, like, no, he's like, we're going to bring someone in to run the offense and call the plays. That's an exact quote. That's what he said. He did say, quote, run the offense. Run the offense, quote, unquote. So, like, uh, I think they want the world to think that Kellen Moore is the offensive guy. So, I think he would lean that way, but would include Nick. It would really further neuter Sirianni if Howie says Kellen Moore is more in charge of the offense than Nick Sirianni. I don't think he is now after that last news conference. I mean, it. It yeah, but bad. to say what? No, one great, uh. one great. All right, let's go to the phones on all these topics. Also, what Peter King said about Hertz last week, which was pretty notable. We'll get to that shortly. Mike in Horsham right now. Hi, Mike. Hello, morning crew. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Mike. Good. Uh, with all this talk of the town hall and AJ calling and all the other news, I'm so glad for today because I can't wait to hear what Howie has to say. Yeah, because he has a lot of work to do, sure and he does. has a lot of cap money, and there's free agents. But this isn't a one-year fix where you can sprinkle four or five guys in. We need eight, nine, or ten. I agree. And let me mention Nicobe Dean, Nolan Smith, and Jordan Davis. I hope this isn't a trend because he can't draft on that side of the ball. And right now, we really don't have eleven NFL players. To put on the field, which theoretically makes us the worst defensive team in the NFC East right now. That's 
That's ugly. He's got some work to do. Well, they were certainly the worst at the end of last year. Doesn't mean they'll be the worst when this year starts because they will get new players. Mike, I agree with you. I think it'll take two years. Like, I'm struck by when the, Eagles, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 17, you know, guys like Roddy McLeod were acquired in 16, Brandon Brooks in 16, Carson Wentz in 16. I, I just find it unlikely, possible, but unlikely that they'll get enough quality players in this offseason to make a run at the Super Bowl this year. But, look, we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. But I think it's going to take a little bit of extra time. Okay. Thank you. No, you're, you're um, welcome. As, as that is not necessarily real. true, and things turn around <laughs> in a hurry in the NFL. They do. Not you when don't you know. If you nail everybody, John. No, they do. They can change If you nail a couple top picks. That's right. And you nail a couple free agents who are in here on prove-it deals. Yeah. That changes a lot. I mean, the Bengals were a, actually a four-win team that went to the Super Bowl yeah. the next year. Like, it can happen. But, to be oh, yes, fair, Joe yes. Burrow Joe Burrow was name. great. Yeah. No, but, but, his name. Why they were yeah. a four-win team. Correct. Yeah, that's true. We need a lot of guys. That's all I'm saying. Well, I agree with that. We do. Yeah. Um, but it's not impossible. Third, not impossible. My third wheel yeah. um, is, is very current and takes place uh, in your building. I'm taking Wechner off the board because he's the Yoda of producers. And every producer there at WIP has their own talents. But I got to go with James the Jackhammer <laughs> Seltzer the as producer in that building. I'd rather call him a Jack Wagon, but if you want to go <laughs> Jackhammer. <laughs> All right, Mike, good stuff. Seltzer, you got a compliment right there. How about man. that? How Write about that, that nickname down, Joe. Write it down, the Jackhammer. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't sound – do I really have to write that down? No, I, you okay, don't. Hey, wait, hold, are you opposed to the jackhammer? It's, it's too strong. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, you, <laughs> you would deserve it, John, as a fullback. It's I mean, too strong? Too strong, the jackhammer. Says the mean? butcher. Well, I mean, yeah, the commander and you know, uh, uh, all those good The things. intimidator, we're adding that one, right? The intimidator, I like that. <laughs> I like that, the intimidator. You think his, his name that was provided by someone else, not by Jimmy – is too strong sounding. Yeah, it's like it's good. too tough. I'll give it to him. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Scott and King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Morning, team. So, so when I hear jackhammer and hammer, I just think of a jackhammer smashing a hammer. Well, that's part of my. That's that part what? of the problem. Yeah. I think so. I think I think the jackhammer is way stronger. It is. Much, it's more imposing. Much, yeah. It's a more imposing implement. That's why I'm. A, that's why I'm it offended. I know. I know. That's the great thing about it. I mean, after after all, here, man. I mean, jackhammer! doesn't like to be, you know, shown up now. The jackhammer, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, James Seltzer, the jackhammer has taken out the hammer. I love it. I love it. You might have, you might have won drop base. of the week. I see. Uh, I, I see. I'm James pulling it as we speak. Already yeah. moving to pull that audio. Yeah. I right. love it. I love it. All right, all right. As you guys know, the greatest thing about football season. What is it, Joe? The games. No, it's over, and it's baseball season. No. That's the greatest thing. So well, let's, let's quickly do a few baseball facts to get everybody ready for the season, okay, real fast. Okay. Mike Schmidt, highest recorded salary in 1977 at $500,000. Number two, uh, baseball consists of 108 double stitches. Number three, player to play for the most Major League Baseball teams, Edwin Jackson, 14 different Major League Baseball teams. And last random fact for the day, Dave Winfield was warming up in a game in Toronto in 1983. He threw a ball to another outfielder, which killed a seagull. The next day, he was arrested for cruelty to animals. (laughs) And I have one question for you, Joe. One one random question. Here we go. 
fastest player to reach 500 home runs in baseball history. Who is it? Now, I need to ask a question just for a point of clarity. You're not saying by yep. age. Are you saying by games played or age? By age. So the youngest player. You're saying the youngest player to reach Correct. 500. Okay. Correct. Not the first to ever do it. Could have also been that. No, the oh, youngest. Could have been that. Youngest. Okay, hold Thank on. You. The youngest. Now, let me think here. Joe's really. Wow, this is not your right. area of, hold on. of strength, is it? Well, okay. you're not feeling good. Hold on. Like, I can't think if you're talking. The good. youngest player. <laughs> the youngest yes, player. This one. Struggling, Scott. To reach 500 home is, runs. Uh huh. The jackhammer would have it by now. Okay, hang on. <laughs> it looks hang... like the jackhammer might have it. All he right. looks very confident. I, back I don't there. know. Right. I would hold have on, a guess, but on. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Jackhammer. Right. Give me the answer. I'm gonna go with Mel Ott. <laughs> Mel Ott. What a deep. Mel Ott is incorrect. Damn. Let's go to the jackhammer. <laughs> I would guess Mickey Mantle. Jackhammer. Mickey Mantle. Correct. Is it really Mickey Mantle? Uh, actually, was. He was brought up on the show earlier today, and I, it is A-Rod. Uh, A-Rod. A-Rod. I almost went A-Rod, too, yes. because it was brought up. I gave him that close. You know, that's true because he was up early. Yeah, I, I should have said yes. that, actually. All right, Scott, you've bested. I thought you would. Well, I, you know, I just I figured Mel Ott would be a more impressive answer, so I went with a rando, you know? <laughs> Five eleven career home runs for Mel Ott. Well, that worried me. That did, But I, I was – my. I got a little haughty there. I was flying too close to the sun. My point was, if I got something right where most people never heard of the guy, that would be ultra impressive. He's definitely the most unheard of. Five so you were yeah. trying Harmon to run up for the there, end zone but... before you caught the ball. Yeah, I was trying to hit a grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, give me give me a great third. Who do you have? Uh, more cowbell, more more jackhammer. Um, sorry, no. That's uh, third is Babe Ruth. Number three, Babe Ruth. Oh, that's a good one. I've been waiting for him to be said all show. All right, let's listen to Peter King. He said a lot last week. He, by the way, he announced his retirement yesterday. John, maybe we sent him into retirement when he was on our show on Friday. Like, was that it? I don't think so. Pete King had enough. Like, I think he's like, yeah, this is it, guys. All right, Dealt I'm, with us. I'm done. There's, I can't Did do this we do anymore. Something wrong, boy. I got to tell you, his name really. If you say Pete King, you have no idea you're talking about Peter King. Like, yeah, I read Pete King's column. Man, that just don't sound right at all. Pete King. You're right. You know, Pete King. That's a good call. Yeah, I was, I was watching uh, NBC, and Pete King was on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. It don't work. All right. He was on our program last week. I asked him a question about the Eagles and culture, and he pivoted to a declaration about Jalen Hurts. Listen to what Peter King said. Does the Eagles organization, based on November, December, January, February, do they have a culture problem right now? What do you know? What do you think? Well, Okay, so since the end of the season, I've not talked to Nick Sirianni, not, talk, not talked to Howie Roseman, not talked to anybody, really, uh, in the organization. I'm going to just tell you what I think. What I think is that this year to Jalen Hurts was an absolute total wake-up call. If he doesn't view it as that, if he comes back as the same sort of aloof guy that he was, especially toward the end of this season, well, then he hasn't learned a lot. And part of playing quarterback is to basically lift the rest of your team as well. Hmm. And I think that's one thing that has to change this offseason. Now listen, maybe A.J. Brown would object to this, right? Maybe. He might say, how does Peter King know? What does he know? There are a lot of people all saying the same thing. I mean, let, let's face facts. There's a lot of different people locally and nationally saying the same thing. John followed up to Peter King with a question specifically about Hurts. Let's listen to this. 
Jalen Hurts was called the most overrated player in the league recently. Uh, how overrated is he, and, and how differently do you feel about Jalen right now compared to last year at this time? Or, or was year. he? Or was he? How overrated well, was he? A year ago at this time, I would have said that other than Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in football. Uh, I said it. I wrote it. I felt I had no qualms about it. All right, so that's Peter King's starting point with where he was at a year ago. Now let's get to as he continues on. Who would have said anything other than Jalen Hurts is a top X, two, mm-hmm. four, five, seven quarterback in the NFL? Oh, he took a step back this year, a major step back, particularly down the stretch. And I think it's not just him as a player. I think it's him as as a leader. I think he has to be better at both. And this offseason has to be about that with Jalen Hurts. Look, the good news is th- this is a correctable situation. The bad news is it sounds like it is a situation. Peter King continued. The other thing is, Listen, there's a lot of things that come your way when you're a great quarterback in the NFL. A lot of opportunities to do things. And in my opinion, I think Jalen Hurts grew up wanting to be an absolutely great NFL quarterback. This is the way I would look at it right now. Okay? You've, you've, you've had a taste of that. And you've had a taste of being America's darling. You know, I turned on... Uh, uh, Abbott Elementary the other night, and he's a guest on Abbott Elementary. There is nothing wrong with dealing with the fruits and enjoying the fruits of your labor. But right now, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm telling my agent, I'm telling Nick Sirianni, I'm interested in doing nothing this year other than playing football and being a great quarterback. I make a jillion dollars. Now I'm going to go out and earn it. All right, that's Peter King last week. John, what's your perspective hearing him say all of that? Wow. I mean, I I feel as though Peter King left us with such a gem as he rides off into the sunset. <laughs> I I, honestly, I that, that is a poignant statement. And I hope Jalen listens like this. This really would serve him well. And I expect him to to dig deep and, and do better and, and be ready and more prepared and it was a massive wake-up call, but the fact that Peter King put it this way, the fact that he's brought attention to it this way, I, uh, I appreciate it. So what AJ he's Br- done it in such a concise way. James, would A.J. Brown think Peter King's making it up? Uh, maybe. Or if nothing else, he would say, don't talk about it or something. <laughs> I, a series, I, I, like, I don't know. I don't know. You know? I, like, I just think that I think it's unavoidable to expect or it's it's crazy to not expect the quarterback of a franchise to do more from a leadership perspective to always do more to never be good enough to always be trying to be better at it i don't think it's like a an, an unfair thing to point out or to talk about like it is part of why you get paid 250 <laughs> yeah, million dollars you know what's you're so the tricky? leader of the freaking team that's right you know what's so tricky with all of this you've got a guy across the country in russell wilson who has been blamed by teammates in the past for being inauthentic. Even when he was great. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, and he was great. This is a he word was. that A.J. Brown brought up when, you know, he called in to WIP. I, I don't want him to try to do that because then that would be inauthentic. He needs to be who he is 
you know, Russell Wilson, you could say he is being who he is when he's the rah-rah cheerleader guy who does seem a little bit over the top. Some guys take offense to that sort of thing. Yeah. It's the opposite end of the spectrum from Jalen Hurts. Think about it. That's a rah-rah guy. It seems insincere. Jalen Hurts is a little more introverted to himself, wants to lead more by example. It really is damned if you do, damned right. if you don't. It's, you, you got, like, this is a scale. Like, but these guys are on opposite ends of this scale. And right now, Russell Wilson doesn't have job security well, for he's, next year. he's no good anymore. And, uh, old, you know, we're old. trying to figure out. Well, and apparently there are other issues with him, too, with how, uh, his own office and the whole stuff like that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot but, going but on But when there. he was great, he people was great. dealt with him. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was great. People, they got rid of defenders because of him. Yeah. They broke up that defense. Great defenders. Yeah, like the, one of the, he, the best defenses of our lifetime, one of them. He's going to be a starter somewhere in this league this year. I, I don't think. know. He's starting to play with fire with his career. Well, it could be we'll over see. soon. It's, it's this year. Most likely you, John, his you, last you, opportunity, you know, and then if he makes good on it, sure. who knows? We'll see. You know what? I'm but s- it, it is fascinating to see opposite ends of the spectrum well, displayed right before our very eyes here. Uh, which would you rather have? Like, I, I don't know. I do. I when I have seen the fake Russell Wilson, or when I've read about it described, you know, a guy who you know the over the top rah rah, right. let's go Seahawks, like. That doesn't seem like it's what we need here. Like that doesn't. That sounds like it would fall flat. These are smart players. They don't need someone doing all that. Well, it sounds like the Eagles are asking Hertz to do more. I mean, you know, they're asking him to do more. Yeah, you can be vocal, but it's a fine line. Yeah, you can be vocal without being rah rah. Like you can still be like talk to your teammates on the sideline, be involved. I know I'm not saying he never does it. I know we just see it, but. You could still be more vocal, more involved, while still can, can, can being just, authentic. Let me just say something to me. It's the damn most ironic thing in Philly sports. And I don't know if irony is the right word, but it's weird. At the same time, the Eagles want their quarterback to be more vocal and their head coach to be less vocal. <laughs> That's yeah. weird. Like, they're telling the coach, all right, you know, we don't know that they're telling the coach, but Jeff and Howie better be telling the coach. Well, you know, wide receiver, knock off some of the be nonsense. Less vocal. Knock off. I'm, no, but I'm saying like you know, coach. Look, be less vocal. They, they lost to Kansas City in a Super Bowl. They beat him in a regular season game. He stomps off the field. You know, take that, Chiefs fans. And then the Chiefs win the Super Bowl two months later. He looks ridiculous. Don't you remember? It wasn't it in the Super Bowl where Jalen actually had to tell him yes. to pipe down. Yes. So you yes. know, Jalen is probably a little bit more mature. But yeah, they just want him to to like. Seem like you're more involved with your team. Alanis Morissette would be proud. It's very ironic. Isn't it ironic? ironic, (laughs) Don't you think? All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk life advice with the hammer coming up shortly. John in Philadelphia right now. Hi, John. Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing well, John. Good. Joe, I think you're wrong about Shane. Uh, Oh, he's not dead. All indications are that he's dead riding away because he can't respond. He doesn't respond to the little boy because he can't. Well, I will go back and, and check the book out tonight. My recollection of Shane is he is looking to put it behind him, and he's he's dusting the situation to so ride off. So he blows the little boy off? Yeah, it's time to leave. It's time to put that The kid's that sitting there, Shane! Too bad. Come back, Shane! And he just, just doesn't even respond. He doesn't Seltzer, say anything. Seltzer, he's eight men out. When, when the kid wants shoeless, shoeless Joe, like, shoeless Joe's got to move on. Everyone moves on, you know? Like, look at Richie with autographs. I saw a little kid come up to John for an <laughs> oh, autograph yeah, yesterday. Yeah. John, you should have seen the way Richie just, he's like, kid, get out of my face. 
right? It's not true, John. <laughs> I don't believe it. No, no, no one does. Don't believe it. No, there's no reason to believe that. No. So uh, I got a point as far as, uh, you know, the Eagle. if any of these reports are true for Marcus Hayes or anybody, we can, also, we can absolutely see why this team fractured and fell apart during the end because accountability is accountability for all. You're a team. So right. if you're not holding – if you're not holding the players that are making the most money accountable for their plays, for their play, and you're holding the lesser ones, I could see where a fraction would, would occur. And it's the same thing with you guys. If John says something on the air that he's not supposed to be saying and he gets reprimanded for it, and Joe, you say the same thing, and nobody says anything to you, yeah. of course there's going to be some dissension and some hard feelings. So I'm no interested question. really to see I'm interested really to see what you know what Howie and and Nick are gonna to say today. I mean, because like I said, if any of these reports have an inkling of truth, I think we can understand why the season went the way it did. So. I agree. And I'll say this, though, John. I agree with you, but I also think it's only a fraction of what went wrong. Because what also went wrong was their offense became too predictable and their defensive personnel became lousy. I mean, there's three, now, diff- three totally separate issues. Culture, offensive scheme, and horrendous, horrendous defensive personnel. Now, did the, did the offense become predictable because Brian Johnson was afraid to approach Jalen Hurst to change it? Maybe. Maybe. That's a, it's a, fair, it's a fair possibility. John, great call so, here, my man. Give me an answer for a notable third. A notable third is going to be probably the most notable third in Philadelphia sports history, and that's third time's a charm, Eagles Super Bowl victory. Wow, look Ooh. at that. Wow. That's a great answer. Super Bowl 52, third, third try at it. I like that answer a lot. So the Bears are 1-3 in, in the Super Bowl. You know? I mean, by the way, the only team – in the NFL, to be 1-3 in the Super Bowl. I saw that the other day. It's one of the most random things I've ever seen. But there's all these different, you know, this team's going 6-2 and two and 0-1 and 1-0. And, and, oh and, and who are the well, teams? I mean, there are two teams that have played in more than one Super Bowl and are both undefeated. There are two 2-0 two yeah, hold on. Two, wanna, I know no, no. Two 2-0 two, two teams. There are two 2-0 two teams. John, let's put those thinking caps on. Two Baltimore Ravens. Correct. Nicely done. That is one of the two. 2-0 two in the Super Bowl. Ooh, the Ravens are just, they keep oh. going to the forefront and not. Stop stalling, John. Just, I know. Look at him. I mean, <laughs> and he talks and it, it disables my ability to think. Uh, the other 2 0 team. That's good job. Um, we shouldn't have silence on the radio. So. I don't know. Who, who the did heck? the Seahawks? It happened lose? recently, the second one. Yeah, they did lose. I don't know. The Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that freaking franchise. I know, I know. God, I know. do I hate that. It's annoying. I really, 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 really hate that. All right, let's do uh, – we typically do it on Thursdays, but moving it up this week, a little life advice with the hammer. All right, Southsy, what does someone need help with here today? Questions from Facebook, Twitter, and the text line or scenarios of what someone needs help with. James, what does someone need a little little addressing in their yeah, life? Yeah, this about? one, I, you're going to have to work today. I don't, I don't, oh, I wouldn't know. This is a, is a tough spot that Greg in Cherry Hill is in. Are you ready to go? Yeah, this Greg, is... here's my advice. Next time, don't put me in a tough spot. <laughs> All, All right. right. Dear Hammer, I work in, mar- in marketing, and I recently pitched a great ad campaign to a coworker and friend of mine. I later found out this coworker took my pitch and ran with it as his own idea. My boss and coworkers thought it was a great idea, but obviously I've gotten no credit at all for it. Obviously I want the credit since that leads to more opportunities and successful jobs, but I also don't want to seem like sour grapes where I'm trying to steal the credit after it's already happened. How do I both get the credit I deserve but not alienate myself from my coworkers? 
Well, this is a tough spot for you, but I think I have a pretty clear solution. Number one, you're no longer friends with this coworker. Without a doubt. Okay? That's number one. And number two, you got to suck up the fact you're not going to get the credit you deserve. You don't go you don't go to the boss and say it was actually me. You you might address that down the line if circumstances sort of lend themselves to the other person's status at the company being in question and you say, "Hey, by the way, he did me real dirty, you know, 18 months ago." But if you just do that on your own right now, you put yourself at professional risk because the boss won't even know who to believe. And the whole thing just sounds so ridiculous. And now it sounds like I, if I'm the boss of these two guys, well, now i got two guys that aren't getting along, I don't want to deal with that as a boss. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to, in my opinion, best course of action, suck it up, not get the credit. It stinks. I get it, my man. It stinks. But it's better than causing additional problems that can boomerang back on you in a negative way. Suck up not getting the credit. But know this, you and this guy, not friends anymore. And you know now who not to talk to the next time you have an idea. And final thing I'll say, you look forward to the day when you no longer work for that guy. It's not your company's fault you're not getting the credit. They don't know any better. Suck it up, deal with it, but no, this guy's not your dude. I think a lot of that was pretty good. Couldn't you talk to the guy? It was pretty good. No, you the could, guy but he's took not your trustworthy. idea. No way. Well, the guy took your idea and you ran with it. You want to talk to him? I like you want you're just going to What's leave that going to do though? I'm done. Guy? I'm done with that dude. You said you're done with him, I'm so done. you don't even talk to him anymore. Then what's the point? I, I I don't know. I would want some closure there. Like you I could. would want to talk to him. Like you dude, could. why? Like I, please explain to me why that idea that we talked about. You you took that. So it's a fair, John. It's a fair point you bring it up. I don't understand. Like maybe there's something more to it. Maybe my my point is I just write this guy off. So there's nothing that he says that's going to change the equation in my mind. This guy did me dirty. I, I don't I don't need an explanation. I'm done. That's the way I would look at it. If it's as clear as the guy's alluding to in the story. All right, and that is life advice with the hat. That's a complicated one, but that's good. That's nice work. I, mean, I think Greg. I think you equipped Greg with something. I think you did good today. Thank Joe. you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get to today's uh, seltzer. I know you've got in there. We're all kind of surprised. Like you're you're glossing over. <laughs> yeah, we're this, normally like, like trying to find ways to, to correct, correct like, that it. That was kind of good. Yeah. I'm, I'm Barry Sanders. It might have been a helpful advice session. Flip the ball to the ref. I got it. I got. Well, that's it. like that's, that, it's one of I don't know a uh, handful uh, of moments that. Wow, you actually had like a glint of human understanding, of, <laughs> like, <laughs> interaction, and social propriety. Like oh it was really my nice. God. Well, thank you. You weren't John. like a robot there. Thank you, buddy. Just, just a, a fleeting moment. <laughs> Twitter poll is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance to major repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, today's poll uh, poll question: Do you expect to feel better? Uh, worse or the same about the Eagles after Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni speak later today. So they're going to speak publicly, press conference later on today. It's in Indianapolis. Uh, do you expect when all is said and done that you will feel A, better, B, worse, or C, the same? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Certainly you can weigh in on the phone lines as well at 215-592-9494. You know, John, the Sixers are also back in action tonight. They play the Celtics. So tell me if this yeah. is a win for the Sixers. They don't lose by 18. Uh, <laughs> I mean, God, they, that's tough. They just get I think their they'll... doors blown off <laughs> by then, every team. It but, seems but, like they no, play these 18 days. seems like an awful Except lot. Except for that one for random win Sixers last week. Team. No, I think I think they'll be able to get it closer. 
They I might mean, be able to get it within uh, single digits. Look, you know by but 18. But it won't be close. You know like I was we, exaggerating. Yeah, I know. The Celtics, they've got the best uh, they're the best record in the East. Uh, best they, in the East. And we are nowhere close and just trying to stay afloat. I do think that once Joel gets back, we're good to go. But, man, it's going to be a challenge getting there. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's so far from competitive. Well, that's right what now. I'm struck by right now. The thing is, what I am most struck by with the Sixers right now is is how horrendous they look without Joel. Like, it's one thing to fall off. It's another thing to look horrendous. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like, when AI would get in. James, you remember this in 01. AI would he'd miss his games. He'd be injured. And Aaron McKee would step in there at shooting guard. And, like, they did their thing. They fought. They fought. They freaking fought. This team loses the big guy, and he's amazing. I mean, there is no other way around it he's an incredible player but I mean this is like if they had to play the whole season without Joel they look like a 28 win team yeah they're a lottery team yeah they're yes I know squarely yeah. like not yeah. like not, not not like 14 right like, they're like seven or eight or something yeah like they're that. they're bad basketball team without Joel they're It really is ironic. The head coach that the organization probably wants him to pipe down and a quarterback that the organization wants him to pipe up. Seltzer, what are the chances of that? It's so weird. You're right. It right? really is ironic. It's incredibly ironic. Now, of course, the irony to this song is that most of the scenarios weren't actually, you know, ironic. They were just circumstantial. So maybe this one with, you know. Are you going to debate the, the famous song? Yeah, I mean, like, is it irony to have rain on your wedding day? I don't think so. Circumstantial. It's unfortunate. Circumstantial. Yeah, it's definitely not ironic. Wait, your it's whole not, life it's not to take irony. a flight? Die the first day? That one might be ironic. <laughs> yeah. that, that one, one. is absolutely <laughs> ironic. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. All right, 215-592-9494 to weigh in on everything we're discussing here today. John, I know you've had the uh, the new dog, the new pup, Luke Longley. Louie. Yes, Louie. For about and, a week. Uh we, we've had him for a short while, and George Perante from Dogs and Cats Rule gave me a wonderful bag of food nice. for Louie to enjoy, and this is, like, this is gorgeous food. I mean, right. this is this is stew that I might want to try. They have the best food. Like, Cheney <laughs> loves it. Like, he won't eat anything else. Like, I got it for him, like, to as a, you know, kind of, like, one day kibble, one yep. day the Oh, no, no. Oh, wow. no, now we only have to have the special food, but George... Put that nice bag together. Uh, dogs and cats rule. They're they're awesome. We got the standards. Best. We got so thank you yes. to, to to George Ferrante and Dogs and Cats Rule. One thank of our you so much. One of our great sponsors, hooking Richie up and helping him out. And and John, that's Louis going to eat well tonight. <laughs> and I probably yes. will have a taste. There you go. I love it. All right, let's go to the final <laughs> taste. Let's go to Ron really? in Monco. Hello, Ronald. Hammer. Ron. Richie. What's up, Ron? How you doing, Rich? Really great. Actually. Really great. Got a new yeah. dog, huh? Yeah, it, it makes the world kids. better. I gotta get a dog now. It makes the so world better. So much for the social life, place. Rich. Well, hey. yeah, <laughs> that can go either yeah, way. Right. More, more home time, anyway, right? Yeah, so but rich. but but Ron, 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 Ron. You're you're smart enough to know he can take the dog to the park to attract the lead. Right. Well, I, I can't believe you guys I mean, think that you way. You know, me and Richie. That's all I think. Well, about, me really. and Richie are going to buy a boat together in the boat. I mean, what 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 How other that, what Rich, other point we, is there to have a dog? <laughs> well, it depends. Is it a water dog or is it what kind of dog is? It? 
He's a pit and a lab. So All right, so there he's might gonna be want some to be in the water, water dog in there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll me and you get a boat, and we'll put him on a boat with us. That there would be. You go. Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna figure and out. And the kids, if he can when swim. you want, once in a while. Yes. So anyway, check Richie. Check this out. I was a vi- I was I I I was a victim of a of a drive by last night. No. I mean, it happened so fast. What happened? I I could I don't know. I don't know what happened. I I just I looked down at my phone and. There it is. It's a, it's a hammer sighting. <laughs> it's, a ha- it's a hammer sighting. Drive it's like, by you know, hammer sighting? I turned on the burner for the first time in a couple of months. He's, I started responding like, to a lot of people. It's like, yo, what the, it's like sending out the bat ray. You know what I mean? When he shoots his text out. You know what I mean? So, so he sends me a text, right? And I didn't even see what time he said it. But I sent back to him, yo, what's going on? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm going to be up late tonight if you want to call. That was that was two hours prior, right? So I'm like, there's no way the hammer's going to be calling me at ten thirty to eleven o'clock at night, right? So, so but anyway, I, I I did. I guess he was checking to see if I was still alive. I mean, listen, anyway. Ron, I care about you, my man. You know that. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, Ron, you well, got I, a call I, last I keep, night. I well, I got a I got a drive by. You know, talking wow. Ron. That that that. He's like, something. yo, remember that old series, Richie? You guys are when tight. You were kids, the young and the or no, you uh, boat, uh, run silent, run deep. The U boat commander. No. Now well, he surfaced for a second, then he went right back down to the depths. <laughs> you know. So, all right, all right, Ron. What so do you what do you got, got on the Eagles? For you what? now, Hammer, what? Hammer. No, this has been burning for a while. Right. I want to know. I want to know something, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners want to know. Now that you've gotten, you know, your brand new titanium crotch uh, installed, you know, why are you not going? Why are you not going back down to the Phillies uh, uh, what, camp? Thing? I can I can answer is that. Your crotch titanium. Yeah. Well, after you Vince, got a new titanium. Yeah, this is how rumors Vince, get started. Vince, Ron. No, Vince Sarah healed me up, and I'm good to go. Titanium. All right, so Ron, Ron, here's the answer to your question, and it and it's a bummer. So when the NFL expanded their season to 17 games, it it pushes up against when Philly's fantasy camp is in January. And if the Eagles have a playoff game, for sure, I, I can't miss a show or shows to be down there at fantasy camp. So it's going to take, candidly, a really bad Eagles season where it's obvious that they're out early that I'd be able to go back to Philly's fantasy camp. Well, happen next year because that brings me to the, <laughs> you know, the question. And I really don't even want to look talk at, about it anymore. you the optimist. But- a ray of sunshine. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. I'll say that about this receiver. Okay. He, he, the word what if on the him, smoke is water vapor? A, wait, let me, let Ron. me just give you some examples. Ron, here. what if the smoke is mist in the morning and there no, isn't he's, fire? He's always in the center of it, dude. That's all you got to know. He puts himself in the center of it. He is in the center of it. Now, I'm not saying he's the whole problem, but. The Eagles brass cultivate this. You know the flower thing? It works both ways. Okay. Meaning this, meaning this meaning what? Meaning what? Dysfunctional office. It's a dysfunctional organization. Okay. By any standards, it's dysfunctional. How they operate, how they run internally. Okay? It's dysfunctional. Well, it may have got and well hold on, run, 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 hang on. It may have gotten there. But they can get out of it. They have gotten into this function before. C twenty fifteen. I'd say C twenty twelve also. And he's firing everybody at the end of the year. Then he gets clipped. Fifteen with Chip was a disaster. Twenty was as dysfunctional as we've seen with the whole Carson thing. 
So I will grant you there's some dysfunction clearly that happened with the Eagles. I think that's pretty apparent. But they do have a great track record, not a good track record, a great track record of bouncing out of it pretty quickly and getting back on the right the right foot. Right? Hey, Richie, did you see what just happened right there? Did you notice what just happened there? Um, I just got I just got hammer splained. Well, you did. You, you did. You see, he took my he took my idea, took my point, and he just just he just all I did was up. well, no, it's not tearing it up. It's just telling you that what I know is true. That this they've... is the way that this is the dynamic down there. You know what I mean? And and look, the receiver had the goods on him. Okay, the word on him was he was a mental defect down in down in where he was in Texas. Okay, he was that's it was a problem. With no, the that's guy's not true. Compact. No, 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 Ron. We're not un- going. That's unfair, Ron. We're not going there. Come on, come on, come on. Let's 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 have some. Some class about the situation. George in North Wilmington. George, you're on WIP. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, John. Good morning, Maria. How are you guys doing? Doing great, George. Good. Listen, um, I've been sitting here listening, and Joe, number one, I think that your comments uh, on life advice, they were really good. But I thought at the end you might say, if you don't have – the thought pattern, you don't have a plan, then go watch Working Girl because it Dude. sounds like the same. Yeah, well, the pro- yeah, the thing is they had, what, the smoking gun and Working Girl to prove that Sigourney Weaver was the bad person. But well, yeah, but, but you know. If, but, this guy, if this guy has an email, he can prove it. But if he doesn't have an email, it's hard to prove. You know what I'm saying? So True. Working Girl is somehow more, what? like, why is this entering the discussion? Well, she was stealing from Melanie Griffin. Sigourney Melanie Griffin. Griffith. Yeah. Why are we talking about idea. working girl? Because the life He's, advice with the hammer, yeah, the right. idea being stolen. Yeah. See, I, I, but I didn't know how that's correlating to working girl. Well, we just told you. that happened in working girl. Yeah. I, now I understand. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't see working. I, I, we understand this that. Is, you, we understand that you. you didn't understand. Yes. That. Okay. Thank you, George. <laughs> okay. Well, the only problem is somebody has to sleep with Harrison Ford, so we can't. <laughs> that's not necessarily Dude, that's, all that bad. Calista Flockhart. Right? Yeah, no, they've been I mean, married forever. Yeah, they're still together. Long time yeah, now. That's true love, Joe. That is right up your alley. The, well, the, the, she was a little happy ending. She's a little too neurotic for me from the Ally McBeal thing. <laughs> yeah. The so character that, so she played was too it. neurotic. Jody doesn't do neurotic. So now it's not good enough for you. Like you have been judging relationships for as long as we've been doing the I mean, show. The Flockhart. Because they eh. fall short at the end. Eh. This is a relationship that's true. Eh. They're married. They're standing the test of time. And it's not good enough uh, because she's, she's neurotic she's, on the TV show that she was on 20 years ago. She's close to the Renee, Renee Zilweger character from Jerry Maguire. Like, eh, yeah, there'd be a lot to That's deal endearing. with. That's endearing. It's a fictional neurotic. character. That's what are we talking very about? Very true. Also, <laughs> yeah, that should matter to most people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What are we doing? George, give me a third. You can win the concert tickets. What do you got? Well, first, I just want to say one other thing. Uh, when you try to do a Howie impression, Pinch your nose a little bit and say, "100 percent, man." Wow, that was pretty good, George. Wow, you have that drop. You know, just practice on that. But if you pinch your nose, you'll get to where he is. That was impressive. Anyway, Mm. (laughs) I was telling James that's not flattering, George. Well, if I'm Howie, I'm not appreciative that you make me sound that way. It is what he sounds like. It is. You really think? Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Come on. But George yeah, just he did. doesn't sound sure that bad. I think that was one of the best impressions yeah. we've ever had on the show. All right, that George. was a little over the top nasally. George, I need an answer. A third. What do you have? 
Well, I told James earlier that um, I was sitting here with Joel and Bede, but I don't know if you want to hear that impression. No, no. Give me an answer here, my man. What do you got? <laughs> well, he went on a three-hour tour, Thurston Howe Third. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Sure, Thurston Howe. A classic with Thurston Howe. All right, let's, let's talk more about this upcoming press conference later today. Howie and Nick, separate, not at the same time, 15-minute um, increments. So, John, you, your guess of what Howie Roseman would say if he is asked directly, Howie, why is Nick Sirianni still the head coach? Like, what, what, what do you think he would go to to say, here's what I believe in? What does he believe in? He needs to say, we believe in Nick and the way that he communicates and the way that this team buys in and the way that they rallied behind Nick to a 10-1 and record in 2023. Those are the things he needs to focus on. Well, in the Super Bowl. He's going to be like, Nick was in the Super Bowl a year ago, guys. You know, like, I know it was a rough end, but, you know, a year ago we were in the Super Bowl and that guy was the head coach. Like, we are not going to overreact to a bad two months. I think he's going to say something along those lines. I agree with you. That is that is the kind of thing he'll say. What about James if he's asked, do you want Brandon, if Howie's asked, do you want Brandon Graham back? I think he will say, like, say we, you know, we love Brandon. We got to, ev- he's going to say we got to evaluate things and figure out. I think he's going to be, like, open to it without saying yes. You know I, what I mean? I do. He's not going to commit, clearly. I mean, he's not, you know, obviously, they don't well, even What do you think their plan is with Brandon Graham? Like, my my <sighs> gut all along has been if Brandon wants to play here for, like, the hometown discount thing, it's absolutely open door. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's ever that simple in the NFL. That he probably it could should be a, it could look be a elsewhere. Big hometown discount, though. I yeah. think it could be this time. I well, actually the think position like, he plays, it, he, and it, he it even is a said, massive I, cost. He even said, I want one more run. Like, he said it. He's like, I want I want a goodbye year. Like, he's saying it that way. I, I actually do think, I mean, there's, I, I don't think Brandon Graham will go play for the Lions or the whatever for a year, you know? I think he'll take a, a big-time discount to stay here if for one more year. If they offer. If they offer. But I think they can get him for very cheap comparatively, well, let my me, guess. Let me ask you this question. In a salary cap world where you got to make choices, who would you rather have for $3 million, Brandon Graham or DeAndre Swift? Graham, I don't know. Yeah, I think you get a running. My back. gut instinct was just Brandon Graham, but I, I yeah, think I think you can you get a running back for cheaper. I think you get other running backs for cheap. Yeah, I don't want to pay three million even for a running okay. back. Give me um, a running back for a million or less. Well, I'm asking the question. I mean, these are the decisions. You might be able to get like big bopper running backs for this sort of money. Guys, look at the list of guys who were not franchised. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Guys who were not paid. Like they're just sitting there. These are these are the best running backs that this league has to offer. They're just you. You can buy them if you want right now. And the list is who: Josh Jacobs, Josh Saquon, Jacobs, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, DeAndre uh, Swift, Austin Eckler, yeah. DeAndre yep. Swift. Uh, I don't know who else yeah. I'm missing. I mean, it really does feel like a veritable like who's who. Not to mention a whole new crop of guys coming from college football. Yeah, you know, which obviously is what ultimately <laughs> pushes out. You know, whomever every year. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Yeah, Pollard's there. And I am not a huge Tony Pollard fan for our purposes. Um, He's really exciting, just not as fully well-rounded as I'd like. All right, here's the last last role play for now, and then right back to the phone. Seltzer, if Howie Roseman is asked, let me think of what the right question is here with Hassan Reddick. Um, Do you expect Hassan Reddick to play for your team in 2024? The right way to phrase it. That's a good job. <laughs> um, 
uh, we we have to, you know, we love Hassan. We love what he's given us. We appreciate everything. And we have to, you know, Hassan Reddick is under contract for next season with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, uh, uh, oh, you're putting it on Hassan. Oh, I see. I see. I see what you just did. You just threw Hassan under the bus. It's cold, James. You just said, Holmes, you got to, you got to play for the money we're paying you. That's what you just said. Do you ask the same? (laughs) Do you ask the same question to Nick Sirianni and to Howie Roseman if the question is who has the power, who has more power in the offense, decision making wise, Nick Sirianni or? Kellen Moore. You ask, I mean, because it's 15 minutes and then 15 yeah, minutes. I understand do, what you're saying. Do you line it up and ask them both the same question and see how those di- answers differ? You know, that's fascinating, John. It really is to see how are they aligned. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. Because I don't know. I mean, I know that they want to be aligned. I know that they should be aligned. I don't know. They, this is like one of, like on a cop show. You'd, you'd right. put them in separate rooms and just see what. Try to get a little more at the truth. That's true. I, had a, I don't know. John, I had a teacher in college that did that to me. Me and, <laughs> me and an old girlfriend. No. She, she accused us of cheating. Uh, and at the end of the semester, when I handed in my, my test, end of the semester test, uh, she said, uh, I want you to go back to your seat. I'm going to talk to you after the test. And I was. How, how often did stuff like this happen to you where you were I had like a couple singled of these. out? I had a couple of these. By professors and teachers and held after. I, I had a couple. So, this so, is a big deal. So then I see my old girlfriend, who at the time was my old girlfriend. Like she was not my girlfriend then. She had been my girlfriend the prior year, but we were still friends. She goes and hands in hers, you know. You were still friends. We're still friends. friends. So, she, she, so she, hands in her, she hands in her exam, and I see the teacher motion for her to go back to her seat. So now I'm like friendly oh friends. You guys oh, get along. We're, we're cool. We're okay. friends. We okay. are friends. Good. Yeah. So now I'm in my seat and I know my semester's supposed to be over, but I've been told to be there. My old girlfriend's at her seat and she's been told clearly she's that's where she's got to be. Meanwhile, over the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, everyone hands in their tests. And it's just the two of us. Just you. the two of us. So then the teacher says, she says, uh, Joe, I want you to come in this room. So she takes me into a different room first. I'm like, oh, my God. And when I walk into the room, she says to me, she, now another woman walks in the room, and she says, you know, this woman is blank, blank, uh, vice president of blah, 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 student affairs, blah, blah, blah. And, and my teacher says she is here for your protection, and she is here for my protection. What? And I thought, oh, my. And I had a feeling where we were going here. And she, and then she says, "Hold on, why I, did you have a feeling? Because you knew you cheated? Because I knew a situation had occurred that could be perceived as cheating. Okay, it's all uh-huh. about perception. Uh-huh. So then, so then her next sentence. So you knew all along that they are accusing you. Well, of once something. once my little girlfriend had to had to sit back in the seat, I thought, oh, I think I know where this is going. So then the, the the teacher says to me, "That's a sinking feeling. I I think you cheated." And I am prepared to recommend to the university that you be expelled. Whoa! That was the starting point. Oh, that was you the guys opening line. Have a great, yeah, great relationship to start. Is that brutal? You're starting, for, yeah. Oh so, my God! Where wow, does you it guys go from there? So here's here's here, here's what look. We all survived. We both survived. But here's what had happened. It, there was a there was a paper like a week or two before that, which I had done and prepared and ready to go, and then my old girlfriend was scrambling. And she said, hey, can I see yours so that I can get a sense of where I'm going here with this? But I just want to – she didn't say anything about cop and whole paragraphs. I said, sure. 
read my paper. She copied paragraphs? She, she copped like a paragraph, no another. Way. She the in, same class? She inverted them. Are you kidding she me? She inverted some stuff. It was like, it was probably like 75% of my stuff. That's really wow. dumb. Man. It was dumb. It was, it was a dumb move. <laughs> That's really dumb. So but I, you didn't know it. I didn't know it. Yeah. I didn't know it. That is so dumb. I didn't know it. So <laughs> did she ended up getting in a lot she, more trouble than you did? She, I, I don't think so. We we both got incompletes and had to do Whoa. work in the in the uh, in the summer. I had to tell my no mom, way. like, hey, mom, I don't got a grade. I don't got an A. I don't got a B. I don't got a C. I don't so got you an had F. to retake that class. I had to do all sorts of work in the summer in order to fulfill, you know, completing the. Listen, fortunately, we we both didn't get in, you know, more trouble. How are you not angrier and like at at her? She just made a mistake, you know. I mean, so you took it this well back then? Yeah. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Really? No, I wouldn't yeah. have. I, there's no way. I, I, I would have been like, how dumb are you? you like, like, did I you don't not get think credit for a, for a class because of I wrote you the paper. copying off of Are you I serious? Yeah. I, I would have lost it. Like, I oh, yeah. God, you are way I, kinder than I am in that case. I try to be kind. Ha! All right. Like, there's something wrong, though. Like, you, this How is there's no she? place for kindness yeah, right? at Good this question, point. Yeah. Just, she, she just curious. screwed you over <laughs> Look, she in was, a huge she, way. She made a big mistake. How cute was she? She was great. She made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Share to Cameron Richie. A lot going on, including Times Yours next on 94 WIP. When I moved. Hey, let me tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook and how you can get in on all the action, whether it's the NBA, NHL, or whatever sport and league you want to bet on. With FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Whether it's quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, or more, it's all there for you with all the games, game by game, night by night, in the NBA. Of course, you can also look ahead to future bets, whether it's going to be who's going to win the MVP, the champion. Such crap, too. And like, why would you ever think that? Shane, oh, Shane oh. didn't die. Well, apparently you're, the, you're one of the few things he did. No, this is an urban legend. Urban legend. Nonsense. <laughs> but, hey, yes, think what you want. Here's what I think. I think I got the Twitter poll question of the day right in front of me here as we can get to the results. Twitter poll brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Armin offering the highest quality certified pre-owned vehicles in the Delaware Valley. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, let's all give our personal opinion. And then we'll get to the poll results today. Do you expect to feel better, worse, or the same about the Eagles after Howie and Nick speak publicly later today? Uh, Rhea, where are you? Better, worse, or the same? Uh, probably the same, which is not good. I, I can't imagine. They have to be better than they were the last time. I think they were shell-shocked. They were definitely shell-shocked. The last time they yeah. spoke before the media. So, And I think to James's point of them not standing next to each other, will probably have them a little bit more calm. But I think I'll feel the same that I don't feel – I feel better about Howie than I do about Nick. All right, Seltzer, so, so where are you? Better, worse, or the same? Your prediction of how you'll feel, you know, 4 o'clock today when this thing's over. I've been going back and forth between worse and the same. I, I think I'll probably end up the same, but I certainly think I, I will – it's more likely I'll feel worse than better if I had to do What could they thing. say to make you feel better? They could, to your point, I want him to be up front and say and tell us, listen, we know we had issues. This is the issue. This was an issue. We're fixing it. We're aware of it. We're working on it. Like just being up front and not like, you know, brushing past it. Like what, for example, when they started the last press conference and how he comes in and does the whole like, sorry, we're late. 
when they were like an hour or half an hour late at the time. But he's like, sorry, we're late on days and just explains like a normal, oh, we had to let the players have off and blah. Business as usual, like none of that. Like that will make me feel worse. I want them to acknowledge what happened. I agree. With you know, you. that's what I want. They don't what have they, to go to the depths of details. Of course but, not. Of but course don't not. sugarcoat it at no. all. But what what they need, what they say, needs to make some sense to me. You, what, we as fans of this team watching Jalen Hurts break the pocket repeatedly, moving left, moving left, moving left. Why? Why yeah. did that happen? Why was that the answer that we kept seeing? You know, and then if if they give us something like, well, you know, that's the problem. That's not the right answer. What we ended up doing is is it, that that won't happen again moving forward. It will be better. Like that's what I want to hear, and and that that is possible that we will hear that. Yeah. Well, it, it is. All right, John. Better, or worse, or the same. How will you feel? I think I'll feel better. I I think that they can concisely explain this and and give me faith that Jalen will have a better plan. This year, and by the way, our defense, we're, we're going to have to buy some people and we're going to have to draft really well, but uh, Vic Fangio knows what he's doing. Well, I think I'll feel worse. I just, I don't expect to get, look, I know they can't say everything. I, I get it and I respect that. I really do. But I just feel like I'm not going to feel better. Uh, I think the Eagles' problems are pretty severe. And and look, they can come out of it. I do have a lot of faith in Howie. I certainly have less faith, faith in Nick. And I, I just expect to feel worse after today, but we'll see. John, how do you think people voted on, on the poll? They'll feel better, they'll feel worse, they'll feel the same, their predictions. This is really tough to say because we got sticks in the mud uh, who go into this planning to feel a certain way. I Look, I, close to 50-50. So 52% feel they'll be positive. 56% expect to feel the same. 29% expect to feel worse. Fifteen percent expect to feel better. So <laughs> the same. But how can you just feel the same? Because most times, especially when Harry Roseman speaks, like he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like we, I, I did not learn anything new. I well, do not that would feel any me. differently. Like it's just I, I, exactly I where know. I was before it started. That's how you. But feel would the you same. consider that James a missed opportunity? To of course I would, but I don't think I would feel worse if that were the case. I just think it'd be like, all right, well, that was nothing. Okay. You know. All right, I, I understand your point. All right, uh, Twitter poll. I mean, uh, excuse me, time's yours up ahead in 10 minutes. By the way, I'll tell you one thing that does make me feel better. It's hearing the end of that Catholic League championship game last night just because the Palestra was going, look, I went to the prep. I didn't go to Roman. I didn't didn't go to Ryan. But to know that the kids were competing as hard as they were and laid it on the line and had, you know, buzzer beater followed it by, you know, by a, a shot, you know, a, a shot that, that almost won it and then buzzer beater back. And then the no timeout. We haven't talked. Like, well, if, if they, if the kid doesn't make the shot, yeah. all the, all the well, parents are like, why didn't you call a timeout? What are you doing? Yeah. You know? And here's the other thing. It's, it's featured on SportsCenter. Yeah. It's on SportsCenter. <laughs> and, and I'm happy for them. Let, let's start with that. Scott Van Pelt last night on SportsCenter. This is pretty cool. I mean, the Catholic League and these kids featured last night nationally, internationally, I suppose. Uh, on Sports Center. But first, about the best thing I saw today. We had Stanford Steve scouring the internet to get us this. Philadelphia, PCL, Philadelphia Catholic League High School Basketball Championship. All right, so best thing they saw all day, and it is what? It is this. Ryan Everett with 22 seconds left. Good cut by Murray, nearly lost his footing. Still patience and still time. Sorber. Sorber goes baseline, Everett for the lead, bang, bang, the clock still runs, Roman Catholic has one timeout, 
They don't call it. This is for the win. Yes! Unbelievable. Yes! Cabe Goss! Incredible call and an incredible moment at the Plesser last night. Bob Long and Hugh and Huck Parker on the call for Bob Long Sports. And it was Ryan's uh, Ryan Everett who made the shot to you know put Ryan up. And then Cabe Goss. Coming back with the winning shot at the buzzer. For Ryan one. Everett, Calm. so close to Amazing. being uh, the hero. Is that against Seltzer? Ryan Everett was yeah. so close to being the hero. That's tough. Well, you know what it reminds me of? No, it wasn't to win. But I, when I hear a sequence like that, it reminds me when St. Joe's had their hearts ripped out. The Jameer John team. John Lucas, yeah. Because before John Lucas made that shot, mm-hmm. about six or seven seconds before, maybe, maybe 15 seconds before that, the lefty uh, small forward for St. Joe's, what was his name? Help me out. Um, oh, you mean uh, not Devonte West? Uh, Maybe he was a right-handed shooter. So yeah, Jameer well, Pat Carroll. Pat Carroll. Yep. Pat Carroll made the shot to tie the game, and then frickin' John frickin' Lucas Jr. came down and hit that shot. And then I think at the buzzer, didn't Jameer take a shot at Jameer the buzzer? Took a shot. Yeah, yeah. I was at the game. Oh, it was. It, you have no idea how painful it was because when you the shot you referenced when oh. that went in, we were convinced they were winning. It was. I almost got thrown out of that game. Did you really? Me Wait, and, what? Me, uh, yeah, me and um, Phil Martelli's dad at, at halftime. There, <laughs> can't wait I, to hear I, this. Now that we got okay. more, expul- more expulsion stories. Okay, so no, so there was two guys sitting behind us. One had a Yankees hat on, and one had an Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma hat on. And I just made like literally a quip. I turned around. I go, "Oh, there's a shock, Yankees fan, Oklahoma fan." I just made a like a you know mm-hmm. kind of nothing. And I go up at halftime to go to the bathroom, meet some friends, and I'm coming back down. A security guard stops me, and he says, if you taunt the guy in the Yankee, Yankees hat again, we're going to throw you out. And I go, oh, oh that's wow. Extreme. But, but they did the same thing. I mean, apparently they were overzealous. It was at the wow. Meadowlands. And I go, I didn't. So at the end of the game, I waited. And then I went off. And my friends had to carry me down the uh, Wow. Because uh, I, was, I was furious. I went, Dude, I, I'm not even allowed to say, "Oh, well, you Yankee." There's a yeah. shock. You're a Yankees fan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just kind of being snarky. Yeah, the guy. Well, the guy's being thin-skinned yeah. and kind of a loser. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Let's get to uh, to Matt. He's calling from Willow Grove. Good morning, Matt. Hey guys, thank you so much for taking my call. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I barely have like my thoughts together. Basically, okay, I want to talk about DeAndre Swift and how much I want to keep him here. Um, John, if you can name me a more dynamic running back other than Christian McCaffrey mm. to compare to DeAndre Swift, I would love to hear that. Man, if you look but, at the, um, look at the price, look at the price that they played for last year. DeAndre Swift, his number was like one point eight million dollars. Christian McCaffrey's was tens of millions of dollars. Every big time back, who's now a free agent, just sitting out there on the market, played for a lot more than this guy did. All last right, hold on, year, Matt. He produced. Matt, 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 Matt. I got it. I'm hearing it. I'm listening. All right, all right. I love DeAndre Swift. I saw him play in high school. I'm so proud of him as a prep grad at a Philadelphian. You're you're overrating him. Like, are, are you implying he's this? Are you implying he's the second most dynamic running back in pro football? I'm implying that we haven't had a running back as dynamic as him since Lashawn McCoy. And the way he runs the ball and the way he makes cuts in the open field, it's it's literally the second coming of him. Every time no, I it's the ball not. His no, game, it's not. He's, right. he's right. tremendous. Hey, I'm not going to argue with you guys. I love you too much. So he's well, tremendous. I mean, I've been wrong before. And for you the can come back at me if you disagree. I mean, I think it's I think Pacheco's better. Deal. Just as an example, 
I'd take Pacheco over. Well, I think I would. And I'm not saying Pacheco's second. I'm just like saying. Dijon. Well, I got to see him play yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. How good was no, he? Just didn't get a lot. He was really good when he got if, opportunities. If he just didn't get time. Swift, I mean, Jameer Gibbs, like, you know, if DeAndre he looked Swift pretty good. If actually stay healthy doing what he did last year and we can bump up the, I don't know, use, the, the, I mean, if we the number of touches, use, if, that'd be even better. Can, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If we can use the man correctly, don't you think he wouldn't be a top-notch running back? I mean, how many times did we effectively run the ball during the course of the year? Well, that's the problem. Like, I, I think he is a change of pace running back. He's not going to be the okay. bell cow running back. But, Matt, back. you don't think he's better than Austin Eckler, do you? Um, Maybe now. Eckler, Eckler looked horrible. How about year. Josh Jacobs? Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. It is crazy um, how quickly running backs fall. I know cliffs, they do. They really, it's like James Bradbury last year, but, like, I know. consistently. All the time. All right, Matt, give me a great answer. The best third. What do you have? Oh, I actually don't have anything for you guys. I'm not going to take up any of your time. I All hope you right, have a good boy. rest of your day. You got it. I, I'd like the last caller's um, response when I disagreed with him to be a lesson to all callers. Just, just <laughs> I won't argue with you. I yes. like you too much. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That kind of deference is appreciated <laughs> here by the hammer. Thing you'll never hear from your <laughs> wife or girlfriend. <laughs> nor, nor will I hear from 99.9% of callers. But that guy's like, hey. Too big a fan. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to criticize you guys. I don't want to di- disagree with you. Was he just? He was. Like he was really was nice. A joke or something. Nice. No, 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 no. I talked to him off the air. He was just really big yeah. fan of the show. Really excited uh, to talk to you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate nice that, my guy. man. All right. Let's get to Glenn. Calling from Center City. Is this Glenn Rivers? Good morning, Glenn. Oh my God! From all the teams from the Colts, Bills, Bengals, Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, Dolphins, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Falcons, Texans, Titans, Panthers, Eagles, Jets. Patriots, Bucks, Bears, Vikings, Saints, Jaguars, Ravens, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants, Lions, Packers, 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks. The guy took my answer. No. (laughs) (laughs) What was your answer? What was your answer? I was going to say the Eagles, the third time is a charm. Oh, the Super Bowl answer. Oh, Oh, my God, took my answer. But anyway, that was pretty impressive listing of all the teams, though, Glenn. Thank you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh man, I, I've been doing that for years. By the way, by like the way, when I was a kid, Glenn Ron, Ron Jaworski has something to say about that guy stealing the tickets from you. And people know when it's bullshit. There you go. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> Oh. Let me make my quick six points and I'll give you my triple. Sure. I mean, and B comes back. His legs are going to be fresh. I just, I'm just concerned about the. Um, cohesiveness of the team when he comes back. So we'll see what happens. I hope he comes back like sometime in like late April. Then that way he'll be ready to go for May and June. Well, not late, early. The playoffs start around mid-April. So you, you really want him back late March if you can, early April. It's Right, right, yeah. right. Late, late April they'd be, they'd be done. But I, I get your point. You do want him back before the playoffs begin so you have some not only ramp up of him but incorporation with the other players with, you know, let's be real, a lot of new players on the team now. Yeah, because he got he has he has shooters around him now, so he can go on a paint and then kick out and get them wide open threes for Hills and Maxi. So I just can't wait to see what happens, man. If the but the bells, and I can't wait for the March Madness. March Madness has you on edge. My birthday's March 16th, so you know I'm taking off before. Ah, uh, good man. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same as Embiid, actually, isn't it? Is Villanova going to be in there, Glenn? Yeah, and uh, Gary Cobb too. Um, uh. uh my triple, my triple is uh, my favorite football player in the NFL, Cooper Cup, triple crown winner. Wow, for third, Cooper <laughs> of Cup. Of all the triple crown winners in sports history, wow. we went Cooper Cup. Yeah, like but it. the better answer would have been Gail Sayers, right? 
I mean, I think there's multiple better. No, answers. but it wasn't the book "I Am Third, which was oh the yeah, you're right, Brian's it, yes, song. Yes, you're right. Yes, it's, it's literally, I am third. I am third. You are absolutely right. Yep. I mean, John, that could have been a winning answer. So, was I am third supposed to be about Gail Sayers or Brian Piccolo? Who, who's third? Because I didn't read the book. I've seen the movie twenty times. I think that was the Gail Sayers book, right? I think that's right, but I'm not sure. This is one of those ones I get confused on. All right, in the meantime, let's do what yeah, we do. It's a Gail, Gail Sayers book was I Am Third. Well, that could have been a winning answer. Great answer. I mean, that's pretty cool. He's Man. wrote a book about being third. And if you didn't cry when you saw... Oh. Bald. Bald. Yeah. Oh, Gail Sayers, Brian Piccolo, that, that movie was fantastic. I feel like it sounds like you're going to cry right now. I know. <laughs> it's so poignant. I'm not going to, but I, I'm... I'm just trying to note emotion. You know what I was struck by, John? <laughs> what? When Walter Payton broke the rushing record, I think it was in 84 when he passed Jim Brown. You mean when he jumped up and slapped yes. high five? Yes. After that game, he spoke iconic at his locker. Moment. It was iconic. He spoke at his locker, and he referenced Brian Piccolo. I mean, obviously, he's a bear. Yeah. Piccolo was a bear. Walter Payton's a bear. Gail Sayers a bear. But he Matt talked about- Matt Suey was a bear. Matt Suey. His fullback. That's right. And he and he talked about, I, I don't remember the exact context of how he got there, but he referenced, who obviously had died, you know, 20 years before that or something. And uh, anyway, I mean, of course, then Walter Payton died young. Yeah. Man. I think I cried when Payton died. I was, I was a senior in college when Walter Payton died, and I think I cried when he died. He, he and Joe Montana- were my two favorite non-Eagles players growing up. I just love those guys. All right, let's do what we do every single day at this time. One more thing. John. Walter Payton was oh, he, he was the greatest. Oh. I mean, really, like it, it, my God. it just was different. Like he was small, but he would just spear you Power like he would spear you with his helmet i, I love he would, him and it was so unsafe like uh, that that's what they tell you never oh. to do as a football player yeah. he would stick his head like the top of his the crown of his helmet he would spear you with that and destroy tacklers it was incredible and i thought it was the coolest thing ever and i wanted to try to do that and my coaches would be like never do that never do that yeah but anyway unbelievable man Loved it. all right time's yours brought to us by xfinity mobile the sponsor of wip's xfinity mobile lounge Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile. Now at the best price for two lines of Unlimited. Let's hit it with Time's Yours. I've never been less excited for an Eagles team with so much talent in my life. There is so much toxicity in that locker room. There's just no way they're going to be successful next year. I will, I'm going to bet the house they do not make the playoffs. Time is yours. Well, I think you're going too far in saying there's no way. Now, the playoffs, I don't know. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe they, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure yet, but... I think you're going too far there with them in the season before it's begun. I already have an advanced copy of the news conference from today. Howie, what happened to the Eagles last year? (laughs) (laughs) Time's yours. Oh, boy. That's kind of funny. Just setting the record straight, Shane did not die at the end. He killed Jack Elam and the other bad guys in that bar. Shane is definitely dead at the end of Shane. No question. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, it's it's he's alive. He's not alive. But hold on. He got shot yeah, in the in the gut. old west. He, no it, less. It's eighteen. So even if he's not 70. dead yet, he is dying. He's shot no. in the gut. Yes, you yeah, don't live through that, horse, man. It's eighteen hundred. Be dead soon. Like How are he, they going to save his life? They don't even have antibiotics, man. Right. 
He will be dead on that horse within a day. Joe, there's not an urgent care out there anywhere that's going to uh, take I'm, care of him. I'm annoyed by this whole thing. I <laughs> I got to look more into it tonight. Look, I think I read Shane at three Wait, different schools. you're arguing? Arguing what? You're arguing the fact that he was dead at the end? Like, yes. I think We're also only talking about the movie. I have no idea. I've never read the book. Well, I'm talking primarily about the book. None of us have ever read the book. Well, that's what we're talking about. I read the book a long time ago. Regardless, we're talking about the movie. Become a learned learned man, pal. Everyone's talking about the movie. I'm talking about the book. Okay. I don't care what the book. Hey, I never read the book. I read the book a long time ago. Okay. I thought he was dead at the end. I thought he rode away dead. Well, I th- I thought he rode like away it was alive. Just like he was he, he was no longer <laughs> going to be alive. Look, yes, this... he was riding, but he was out of the equation of living beings. Clearly, this one goes in the category of did Dottie Henson drop the ball on purpose or not? It's and she did. totally and she, and she did, did not. She definitely and the pro- the director said she did. Well, then he's an idiot. Gary Marshall's then an idiot, and I don't think he's an idiot. I don't believe he said it. So then amend your thinking. So, so you got to get Gina Davis on the show this year. Gina Davis. That was something. I want Gina Davis on the show to address, did she or did she not <laughs> drop the ball what on purpose? What about Penny Marshall? Absolutely. Well, isn't Penny Marshall dead? I think yeah, Penny Marshall's is. dead. Are yeah. we sure? Yeah, yeah I think We're so. We're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. We add Gina Davis to the, to the list of people to try to get on this year, celebs. Seltzer will obviously strike out, but she's now officially on the list. And with that, time's yours. We shut it down. The time's yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and, and Seltzer, complaints. Still alone. I mean, someday. Call 215-238-4500. You know, Rocky's not going to be alive forever. Can you, can you get him on before Stallone dies, please? I mean, wow. he's, he's looking it, good, though. No, I know, but I mean, he's looking vigorous. But presumably, Taking like, the, 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 the great. Tulsa, Tulsa King. Looks good. It's a good yeah, show. Yes. And he's looking top notch. I know he is. I just saw the the thing on him on the, hey. the, the the streaming service, Netflix. Who would win in a fight? You or seven how old is he? Seventy five? Yeah, seventy five year Stallone, old Sly Stallone. Sure. Ninety nine year old Stallone yeah, would be me. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, I'm just glad you realized that. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm just saying Seltzer, Stallone, okay? He Come is seventy five. I mean that's an he's old. Oh, John, I'd have no shot. Absolutely no shot. Yeah. I, I think I think Taya Shire could probably beat me up. Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to Chuck in Mount Airy. Hi, Chuck. You know what she would say? She'd look at me and she'd say, Hammer, you can't win! All right, let's turn too quickly here. We're moving fast. We're trying to get the best answer for the best third. I'm just picturing Talia Shire taunting you <laughs> in a fight. You can't win. Talia Shire doing the the Mr. T like like Rocky would rub Mr. T's mohawk. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. Right. Like Talia Shire taunting you is a horrible. funny picture in my head. Be a disaster. All right, we're moving. You lose the fight. We're moving fast, Tim. Tim, we're moving fast. Turning to the best third of all time. Who is it? Seventy sixers with three rings. What do you say? Seventy sixers with three rings. Well, that's if you count that frickin' Syracuse National Ring, which is a disgrace that they seem to count when they reference that. Seltzer, there's little that draws me more nuts than when the 76ers front that they've won three championships. Yeah. Well, it's not That's bad. What's worse is it's a disgrace. Well, the Lakers is worse because the Lakers take the Minnesota stuff and add it, and they're actually contending for the most with the Celtics, and it's like totally Yo, BS. So bogus. Yeah. So what about the in-season tournament? Well, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> All right, hot sauce. Give me an answer. We're, we're moving fast. Mikey, I'm smart. I can do things. Fredo. He was the third. 
So yeah. Well, technically, I mean, I, I think he's the older brother. He's isn't the, he? Of course, I'm the I'm the older brother, Mikey. I'm the older brother. All right, but he's third in the he's third in succession, I guess you want to say, because it would have been Sonny, then Michael, then him. Kind of on count. I don't know. It's an interesting answer. I don't know. It is an interesting answer, Fredo. All right, we got to come up with a winning answer here. So first off, we've had a number from sports, including players: Babe Ruth, uniform three; Allen Iverson, uniform three; Mike Schmidt, third baseman, often bat at third. Uh, Michael Jordan, third pick in the 84 draft. But Babe Ruth is really good because he was the third. And his uniform number of three was because, because he batted Because third. he batted third. Yeah, exactly. he was the first player to wear number three. Um, Super Bowl 52, the Eagles' third try to win a Super Bowl, is another pretty damn good one. I like that one. I like that one a lot. All right, there. Super Bowl 52 or Babe Ruth? What do we got? I'm Let's make some noise. Come on. Nikki Falls. Yeah, Ray and Nikki Foles. Absolutely. All right, Super Bowl 52, creative answer. Well done by John. Why would we ever choose New York over Philadelphia? Congratulations.